West West Show. Coming up, you're going to hear an inspiring conversation between me and a man who has done amazing things in the past 17 years. He is a marathon runner who runs five to six marathons every single year up and down the country and now overseas. I'm talking about my guest today on the podcast, Mr. Michael Stowers. But first, but first, some housekeeping. This episode, the back of the one through five is number episode number two hundred and twenty-one, brought to you by the West West Podcast Network, brought to you by westwestnet.com. Go check out our website for all our write-ups on sports, pop culture, business by our regular contributors and podcast hosts. Also, follow the West West Network on all our socials. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok and x formerly known as twitter also subscribe to the whispers network on our youtube channel for all our video content and also if you wish to help us out we've got a donate button on our website for the price of a coffee and a pint of beer well it's probably cheaper with the inflation going on right now but yeah you can help us out and help us maintain our websites our software we use for our online podcasting and for our studio equipment and stuff help us maintain that and expand and all of that would be truly appreciated that's our donate button right there what a week what a week MTR the clip dropped just now me and Let's were on the mics talking about the Fuswanga that happened did you see the fight that happened in the um, between the Samoans and Fijians and that Fiji Samoa League Nines final at the South Pacific Games we talked about that we talked about some politics and we had some Fear Book of the Week and Lily has some Savage of the Week so that's our Empty Out the Clip podcast on Spotify and YouTube out now Alright, my guest today, Michael Stowers, he is a marathon runner, he is also a chartered accountant, and we talked about his his running, um, mostly he just got back from New York, he participated in the New York Marathon, so we had a good chat about that, his experiences going over there and, and running in a foreign city, cities as big as the Big Apple. He's a triathlon as well, a, tri- a triathlete, he did a race in Hawaii, he spoke about that. It reminded me of um, when I read David Goggins' book, when he, when David Goggins was running those long ass races that last five weeks, or five five days, should I say. Um, <laughs> and um, nah, he's just so passionate about the health and fitness, his health and fitness, and he told me his why, and you'll hear it on the podcast, it's really important. Um, yeah, just his journey in, in, um, in running, the friends he's made, the groups he's He's um, joined up. Oh, it's just, just a cool conversation to have. You know, someone at his age, he's 57 years old. 
yeah, and he started his running journey when he was when he was forty. So it's good to see that also still still going, still doing what he's doing, and inspiring others to do the same. Because you know, us Islanders, man, we need that health and fitness. You know, we when it comes to um, our health and diabetes and obesity and all that kind of stuff, uh, we're high in the um, in the casualty list, so to speak. So you know, you know, it's a big big reason why we need to exercise and uh and keep moving so yeah this podcast this episode with with michael will we'll probably talk to all of that yeah i, I had fun i had fun and hope and i was inspired so i hope you guys get inspired too so yeah let's get on with it please everybody please give a warm welcome to my guest all the way from glendowie Mr. Michael Stowers. This weekend they're doing the um, the Rangitoto. Rangitoto swim, yeah. Rangitoto yeah, to yeah. St. Helier's, isn't it? Yeah, uh, 4.5k. Oh my gosh, yeah, man. Yeah. I've done it. I've done it. Yeah, yeah. Have you? Yeah. What? Show Salmons <laughs> can do it even though we swim like rocks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, because I can't, man, I, to me it's scary. Because, you know, I know swimming laps and pools. Yeah. But you're talking about currents, you're talking about waves, you know. Yeah. I'm probably not big waves like. Because we're talking about the harbour here, but 4Ks... Oh, it can get quite... Uh, get yeah, rough, yeah, yeah, rough in the middle. Yeah, oh, yeah, shucks. yeah. Because she was explaining to me, like, sometimes when, you, when you're swimming the, those long distance in open water, like, you can get disoriented? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I look where the light's coming from. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if you know the sun's that way, and then suddenly you're going that way, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah but um, normally because I'm one of the last ones, uh, there's plenty of... Um, Plenty of support. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I, uh, you know, my motto is always finishing is winning. So it doesn't <laughs> matter how long it takes me. Uh, and, you know, people. Oh, what about the sharks? I got look, New Zealand sharks are vegetarians. Okay, when's the last time you heard of a, a shark killing? Apart from that accident out of West Auckland. I mean, yeah. otherwise, there's no shark attacks killing men in uh, in the harbour. So. Well, that's a good point because when you hear a shark attacks in open open sea, like like east coast or west coast, then yeah, but in, it's the harbor, in Australia, yeah. Like, what kind of sharks come harbour? Just they, they talk about marcos and you know some some big sharks and that, but, but they don't eat red meat. Or <laughs> I'm saying the vegetarians, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like <laughs> I'm an accountant, so I, I do a lot of things that are risk based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, went to our uh, accountant's dinner, and oh man, it's so hard finding a car park. Oh, I passed. I parked in a in a bus stop because it's after six o'clock and you know meter maids aren't around at that time, so <laughs> risk based parking. So like swimming, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So so when was that when was that swimming the the Rangitoto one? Uh Rangitoto swims is done every year. So yeah. um I started my uh, swimming endurance career sort of similar time I did my uh my marathons about you know, you turn forty and then you the uh 
the Palangi running crew that go every Wednesday and they invite you along and mm. you know, you're, you're right at the back. But you know, it's a point return, point run. So it didn't matter how long I took because when I saw them already coming back, then I just turn around and come back. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, so I was 40 working at the ADHB as a management accountant and uh, they said, oh, why don't you come along and do do the run? Because uh, they used to have around uh, the bays and I used to run in the ADHB work team because, you know, they always have a good barbecue after. All oh, right, right. Because, you know, <laughs> we celebrate through food. Uh, Pacific, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's the event and there's the big rah-rah people coming first and all that but mm. if you just enjoy I enjoy the the company the camaraderie uh, and the special you know award I, uh, award I give myself I say yeah I'm the first Salmon finisher again okay so <laughs> it didn't matter where I came in the race uh, I'd normally be the only Salmon and you know the good thing is when I started age 40 now 17 years later uh, there's a lot more Salmons now so um, I've just uh, enjoyed the journey uh, yeah. from running my first uh, Rotorua marathon in, uh, it would be 1980, 2006. Yeah. You know, no one tells you how to, what gear to wear or use Vaseline or mm-hmm. don't wear a lava lava. <laughs> oh, I thought, hey, I'm representing my people. I'll, I'll run in a lava lava. So... Uh, for 42k running around the lake then getting major chafing and i could just yeah just the pain of it mm. and then about k or so from the finish there's a group of marys by the museum drinking this is like in the middle of the day i was going hey you got a spare beer there they gave me a beer and oh it's just the best feeling so yeah. <laughs> my finishing line photos got me drinking a beer across the finishing line and a lava lava so yeah. uh, that was the start of my endurance career yeah. All right, because the way the way I, I found out about you was through a, a mutual friend of ours, um, Bethany, who I work with at work, and she's hard out into running and triathlon and all that. Like she's she's a beast. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. You've seen her. You've seen how small she is. Yeah, and she just I'm kind of explaining. Hey, she's got that athlete mentality, like the sort of like uh, Michael Jordan mentality when it comes to um, being being the best at your sport. Eh? Like she has that kind of thing. So at work, we were always like, okay, she's the athletic one, you know. She's yeah, always yeah. entering the competitions, always running. She comes up to me one day and goes, "Oh, you should, um, you should talk to one of my friends. Um, you saw one guy. His name's um Michael Styles. Um, Iron Mike. Go look up Iron Mike on Instagram. <laughs> Have a look. You should get him on your podcast. Blah blah blah. And he goes, oh yes, yeah. so I look, looked you up. And she was telling me just the background of what she knew. Hmm. And I was thinking, man, this guy like a. David Goggins of Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, it's it was so cool. It's so cool to for to me to get a little bit of your story from her and to have you here. And, yeah, and, yeah. and to, to talk about it because it's so cool, man. So cool. So thank you for coming on board the back of the one three five bus. Also. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have you. But man, so we you just talk um, I just um I met your 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 beautiful girls. And they dropped you off. We just talked about you guys went to the the Mana Moana last, last night. Yeah, you know, yeah. You guys had a good time there. It was oh, it's um, yeah. just very um, good for the soul. Very uplifting. Just yeah. hearing, you know, I, I live in Glendowie, work in St. Helier's. Very Balangi, very, yeah. you know, 
Tesla filled driving environment. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and you know, just over the hill, got the Cuzzies and uh, GI. So, um, mm. yeah, there isn't too much uh, brown faces in, in, in the area. Yeah. yeah. So, going to that kind of concert and, uh, you know, seeing the Iceman there and, you know, all in the, in, in, in the audience and just, um, just the the passion and uh, the island music, the just how it lifts up us. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty interesting concept there. How they bring the um, the choir, someone island choir together with the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra. Have a guy like Tofinger to MC it. He must have been oh, yeah, cracked yeah. up. What, what, Amazing. Do you yeah. remember what kind of jokes he was talking about with the? the was he joking around to the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra? He, he was doing. <laughs> he's doing uh, just. Like he must know Fiji and Tonga and the whole, he's saying all these jokes in, in their languages and it was really funny and just, um, yeah, because we watch a lot of his YouTube videos. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah, Because yeah. we were looking after my mother. She was, um, she's got dementia and uh, we looked after her for almost a year, um, my family, and then now she's living with my, my sisters in Sydney. Um, but I used to put the Tofinga youtube videos on and, and used to really <laughs> you know make her laugh and just you know yeah, yeah. her and uh her man is uh his partner um what's his name from wellington um oh yeah yeah, yeah i know well he's a marathon runner too is i he? saw him i oh. saw him on rotorua and uh and i think he does a podcast because he rang me up one and said oh can you chat about your running journey yeah and uh yeah that was really fun um but yeah, yeah, Tofinga couldn't have got a better MC for that, that mm. kind of environment. And my daughter's, um, my youngest is finishing her last year and she's really musically talented. She just um, finished grade seven piano and um, got distinction. And she's been involved. She was originally Baradine. All my daughters went through Baradine. And then she went Darkside uh, State School, Glendowie. Mm. <coughs> but it turned out to be a good, good decision for her and... Um, she got involved in music and she's involved in uh, the choir, um, the orchestra, um, and they use her as accompaniment to a few of the um, soloists. So uh, she's she's very talented, um, young Esther. So mm. um, just seeing her with all that classical uh, background and then coming to the symphony orchestra and how it synced in so well with the Samoan music and the, and all the different songs and and you know fiji and tonga and kukai and maori just all the that burst of uh just praise and just glory yeah. <laughs> i mean it's glory yeah my wife she's sings in a choir and um and yeah it's just night and day when you compare the two mm. so it'd be hard to see her christmas choir uh, next <laughs> month yeah no um i think well, for me like when it comes to classical music i've, I've got a appreciation for it eh? mm. and it's and you don't think about it now as when i'm older but when i think about it back in the days because i'm a i'm a bit of a movie buff and i love movies yes and i grew up with like steven spielberg oh yeah yeah and all that yeah. all his kind of movies but the composers that he uses for his movies like 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 john williams yes yeah and all I'm those Star Wars that yeah. was like yeah. um the, the music in star wars the music in indiana jones you know you just know these mm. you just know the these scores, right? Yeah. And, and you you love these scores for some reason, but you don't really talk about it. But then, you know, it's from an orchestra. Yeah. You know, and, you, and from now, I'm like thinking, man, 
imagine if I was one of those people in that orchestra, like playing one instrument. Yeah. That's part of the whole symphony of the whole song. And to me, that's pretty cool, you know? And like, you know, it's good to see, you know, your daughters want, yeah. wanting to be part of that or yeah. going to these um these orchestra shows. Because, man, I remember, because uh, I, sh- I shared the same love for music and scores, and musical scores with a friend of mine. We wanted to go to that um, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back with the Symphony Orchestra. Oh, playing. yes, yes. Did you hear about I, that? I was, I was, I was going to go along to that, but I think uh, <laughs> cost a living crisis. Uh, yeah, yeah. The price of it was... <laughs> Yeah, too much. Because that would have been cool, eh? Like yeah, watching the yeah. screen and having the orchestra play the play the score. Yeah, you know, as the the movie's going, it's pretty cool. Yeah. My uh, youngest is really likes the jazz and um, and oh, yeah, she's a big yeah. Stevie Wonder fan. Right. Um, and on Netflix there was something about the Summer of Soul. Have you seen that one? Um, yep, and it was a one award, eh? Um, I think it's the guy from the Roots, the drummer. He produced and directed, I think. Uh, I'm not Somewhere sure, from. but yeah, it's it's a it's the hidden tapes of um, uh, a concert of a four four weekends in the summer of uh, I think the same same year as Woodstock, mm. and uh, the white TV networks wouldn't play it, and so it was hidden in someone's oh, true. basement for like 50 years, and then then he pulled it out and just had all these. Awesome uh, soul singers from back in the day. Um, young, I think it was 18 years old, uh, Stevie Wonder. Um, Gladys Knight and the Pips. Um, and had all this, yeah. Um, and just seen all these. Uh, and I think the New Zealand, uh, New York police wouldn't uh, wouldn't provide security for this. So the Black Power provided this uh, security. Right. And uh, they had all this gospel sounds and uh, some disco sounds and just... It's amazing concert, so uh, definitely watch that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that was that movie that won the award, won the Oscar, oh. best documentary. I think last year. Oh. I think, yeah, I forgot the name of the guy. He's a uh, he's the drummer. Oh, he's he's a famous guy. Um, he's from the Roots anyway. Can't yeah. remember, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll check that. I never did get to check it out, but I know I know the film yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome music. Yeah. Just yeah, gospel to disco to um, yeah, the Gladys Knight. Mm. Just you know, they're all young there, and just uh, and Nina Simone. Nina Simone right. uh, is almost like she's declaring a revolution against <laughs> the whites. Uh, but that's just uh, the sign of the times, in which there was a lot of um, unrest in, in New York, and just um, yeah. Because I think in the seventies, New York it was it was pretty rough eh, during mm. that time. Eh? Yeah, a lot of crime. And all that, yeah. So interesting that came out same time as Woodstock because, Woodstock, yeah. as we know in history, Woodstock is the ultimate kind of yeah you know, the main thing. And here we go, here we have this other soul thing happening yeah. at the same time, and no one takes notice of that. Like it's not in the mainstream. That's right. Yeah, right? yeah. The the, yeah. the all the um, main networks wouldn't play it. Just mm. yeah, just the, the racial background behind it, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you guys had a good time at the at, at the concert. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so you did when I did when I did first uh, reach out to you. You told me you were, you were going to New York for 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 that marathon, the yes. New York marathon. That's New the York one they marathon. do every year, right? Every year, yeah, every year? yeah, yeah. How was that, man? Because man, that was been a cool trip. Have you done that before? Have you it was my first overseas marathon. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I'm hooked. I want to do more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm, uh, 
the reason behind that was that uh, Garth Barfoot, who I, uh, I, I coach, I say I joke, jokingly coach him but uh i do put a plan together and and he elects to follow or not follow uh <laughs> and you know he's, he's the bufflin thompson uh, son of oh, the founder yeah. um, oh, so, okay. um yeah. so he's a big uh, auckland rugby fan yes yes <laughs> so his firm uh yeah sponsor bufflin thompson uh the auckland rugby the blues yeah um, so he's running He's running, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So I met him. Must be when I started my journey seventeen years ago, uh, mm. when we did the um, the Auckland Half Ironman, and uh, it was a uh, you set up the swim at one point, and you got to move, and and the bike and run was at another another location. So you had to set up your bike and then catch the bus to the swim start, oh. uh, which is like thirty k away. Um, because you, you you start the swim, and so he was setting it up, and he was. I, I told the bus driver, "Hold on, there's there's one old guy still coming," and uh, that old guy was Garth. And yeah. uh, how old is he? He's 87, oh, so he's uh, he's 30 <laughs> years older than me. I'm 57, uh, so it would have been 17 years ago. I would have been 40, and he was 70. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so. <laughs> And then 17 years later, he's 87. So, um, yeah, back then uh, he used to beat me regularly. Yeah, <laughs> and then over over the years, I've started slowly being able to beat him. Uh, I was 30 kilos heavy. I was about 128 kilos. And 128. Uh, wow. Now I'm just a light uh, light for some 100 kilos. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you were 40 years old. Forty years old, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, was so, that your normal weight, sort of going around? Well, I was I was an active rugby league player for Marist, oh, okay. Marist oh. Saints, which unfortunately got burnt their down. league club rooms burnt down uh, only last week. Yeah. Oh man, how'd you feel about that? Because that oh, that was a big story sad. on social media. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because a lot of um, yeah, a lot of good memories there. Uh, I played right up till I was thirty-four until oh. year two thousand. Um, and yeah, I. I don't think my wife liked me going up the club and you know all hours <laughs> enjoying myself. Uh, but um, yeah, no, sadly, I mean, yeah, yeah. Did, did I know? I saw that um, it came on the news, eh? Like I saw it was on flames. Mm. They had footage of it on fire and the fire trucks were there and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Did um, they know? Did you, did you know what happened? Like, was it arson or something? Like that? I don't know. I don't know. But I saw one of the um, one of the players' dads. I used to um, know quite well, Hans Wolf, um, and you know he had the cross there that they're able to save um, oh. oh yeah oh, oh man all the memorabilia yeah. the all photographs the, all the team photos all the championship photos wow. all, all burnt up so, um, jerseys signed jerseys jerseys all the yeah yeah all the New Zealand rep jerseys and um, and some of the overseas teams that donated jerseys were all up there and yeah very sad because um, mm. we always had good players coming through and, and you know Mount Albert would most often steal them, um, so we always kind of bounce between second and first division. Right. And I played second row, front row. I was just a, a journeyman, not not a star, but you know, I did get four to the year in my last year, so I was yeah, as my <laughs> sign off. Um, did you ever play masters there? I played masters, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I used to have some good tournaments because it alternate between the Gold Coast uh, and uh, and down here, so. Right. Um, but I think when I started my endurance career, I couldn't really risk uh, getting injured. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I just stuck to doing uh, marathons. Uh, 
endurance oh, okay. swims and long bike rides. So the your switch to to doing to doing to be a runner to do these marathons was just just the need to be active like after your rugby career league career yeah sort of? I, I think uh when i stopped i was uh an accountant at the adhb and um and they've got good food there uh, <laughs> subsidized cafeteria uh you're you're working as an accountant so it's a sedentary job um so you just put the pounds on if you're not doing any activity mm. um and there's a regular running group. They said, I'll oh, come along. We run on Wednesday nights along the waterfront. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's nice and flat. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I tagged along with them a few times. And they said, oh, there's this event. We're doing uh, the Legion Run, which is Arthur Lydia Dode Run up West Coast Road. West Coast Road, Scenic Drive. And I said, it's oh, yeah. Longer and longer. Yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, Oh well, I should give that a go. And they said, "Oh no, no, you you stick to your rugby. You you're too big. You, you won't manage that West Coast hill." And I thought, "Well, stuffed you. I'll I'll give it a go." Um, and yeah, yeah. So that was it was a, a 35k run back then. So um, yeah, I gave that a go, and um, I was coming last until I saw this older woman ahead of me, and then she dipped in the bushes for a toilet stop and then I overtook her and so I was second to last. So <laughs> okay. Yeah. And just got hooked? And just, yeah, yeah. From there, um, I joined a running club. All right. Because a few of the guys were part of the uh, the the Auckland YMCA Marathon Club. So um, so I joined them and then got uh, better knowledge on how to run, how to train, how to do marathons. Mm. Um, All different kind of levels you can... Yeah, the so they they had um, different pace groups. You had your your walkers, your fast walkers, your slow joggers, and then they'd do it on kilometer pace groups. Like uh, the the walkers would be nine or eight minute k's per nine minutes per k. I joined the six and a quarter minute k's. The fast group were five minute k's, or the Rat Pack was uh, under five and a half minutes a k. So yeah, pretty quick. And um, yeah, so I just joined them, and uh, I've been doing marathon about five, six marathons a year, uh, and I'm up to sixty-six marathons <laughs> now. Yeah, five or six? Is that that's all around New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. All, all New Zealand ones. Yeah. Um, and um, my first ever season was New York. Yeah, the one you just came back from. Oh. One you just came back from. Yeah. yeah. So my wife came, and she normally doesn't come to any of my events now, but it was New York, so she came, and my daughter's a, a lawyer down in Wellington, so she works for Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade, and two of her friends were, um, were in the New York office. Oh, right. So she, yeah, went went along with us, and it was really good because her two friends, uh, Solomon Islander and uh, Sam Warngill, working at the United Nations mm. and got a, you know, a private tour. Um, and then they were able to show us some some places around New York that that you know only locals would know. Yeah. And just the ease of catching transport, jumping on the metro, going to Harlem, going to go see some jazz music, and you know, they thought it was a bit dodgy this area, but you know, as a sound one guy walking through, you know, it's no different. Yeah. So it would have been this autumn. I guess. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So I was going, going into, winter, into eh? the winter. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
so it's supposed to be a lot colder, but it wasn't. It was fairly warm. Um, and I suppose maybe the Balinese feel it more because they've got less insulation. Uh, mm. But I found it quite quite warm. Um, some chilly evenings, but I don't really need much of uh, much covering. Um, and on marathon day, um, yeah, it was really warm. Well, it was ten degrees start. You know, they say I'll oh, bring all these old clothes, but. Um, no, I just had my T-shirt on, mm. um, and then they, you get these. A lot of people have their gear on, and then they discard it at the start because then they start running. Right. So, um, so, so where's the start? The starting point. The start's at uh, Staten Island. Yeah. So we, we lived. Uh, our hotel was uh, by Times Square, and uh, so we walked uh, almost uh, a mile to the the ferry and then the ferry takes us to Saturn Island mm. and then you bust to um, you can catch a bus to Saturn Island go around the long way we caught a ferry and then you had to catch another bus to the Verrazano Bridge which mm. is um, where the official start is and then yes you're crowded in these big pens for for a couple of hours until your wave starts alright 51,000 people did it 51 and, oh. and they got five waves so it's like oh, almost 10,000 wave. Oh, shit. I was in the second to last wave, 5 to 11. Yeah. So that was perfect. It was like pretty warm. Um, and then, you know, they sang uh, the national anthem, US, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and, and they're just playing, uh, you know, New York, New York. And then you run through the five boroughs, um, Staten Island, Queens, Bronx, mm. Harlem, Manhattan. And Brooklyn, it's just an amazing atmosphere. Um, so you start at Staten Island and then... Def- and then you run across the bridge. Run across the bridge to, to Brooklyn. To Brooklyn. And there's a it's a it's one and a half K uphill. It's a steep bridge. And then one and a half K down into Brooklyn. And then and then you're running through Brooklyn and... and you up just to Queens. Up to Queens and you've yeah. got thousands of people lined on the street calling your name i had my name iron mike <laughs> i've got that printed in only on my, on my uh, running shirt so did you so run through brownsville where <laughs> iron mike the real mike Tyson <laughs> no no not quite there apparently we just touch on to brooklyn but we don't go through the real brooklyn uh, so that's what one of the locals was saying but uh yeah amazing experience um garth made it to 30k uh, and then he got cold uh might be the shadows of the you know the Buildings doesn't let the sun through at that time, but it, it, I think he pulled out about after six hours. So he's mm. running since nine. So yeah, so just after three, and I finished about an hour and a half later. I did it in five hours, five hours twenty-five. So five hours. Oh wow! Yeah, I'd done the Auckland Marathon the week before in five hour five, and yeah, I just thought I will. Yeah, it was a tourist marathon, so I normally take about. I know, 80, 80 selfies with the marathon. You know, everyone's saying, "Oh, you'd be a lot quick if you didn't take so many photos." But look, I'm sharing my I'm sharing my my journey. I'm sharing my race, and a lot of people say afterwards, "Oh man, it's good good seeing the races." And I always take photos with the volunteers, and you know, everyone that's out there and supporters. You know, it's, it's great. And you got that rocky theme gonna fly high now, and they had a brass band in Brooklyn just. Just playing. <laughs> playing it all around. It's just like, wow, it just like lifts, mm. lifts you. 
Oh, if I was, man, if I put myself in your shoes, like, oh, it would have been, I, I don't know what, how I feel being distracted, being a tourist and running at the same time, you know? Yeah. Like, the company were running in New York, you know, running in Brooklyn, I'm looking around, you know, all I see is people running with me, but then I want to see the buildings and hmm. it must have been uh, some kind of, what was that feeling? What, what were you, what was going through your head? Well, just say, just seeing so many people screaming out your name, um, you know, welcome, welcome, and um, and different bands, different choir groups, gospel choirs, mm. um, just yeah, it's just amazing. It's just it just went so quickly. I mean, right. when I think about it, um, it was over, but by the time you know the pain was starting to kick in when I, when you hit Central Park, but you know you know you're close to the finish. And you just uh, keep going, and I and I know there's, you know, as much as you know, it's sore, it's painful. Just uh, you just got this big smile on your face the whole way, you know. It's just so, yeah, so unbelievable, unbelievable. There's hundreds of thousands of people line the streets just to follow you, just to scream, just to, uh, you know, really celebrate. And you you're there, you're celebrating the experience, and. Uh, mm. And and there's, yeah, there's one. Oh, there's two others. There's someone with me, Geraldine. She, I think she's the chair of um, Pacific Peoples or something. And and there's another. There's a there's a girl. There's a big girl who was a powerlifter. Someone called Julia Belford, and she was doing it as a fundraiser. And she'd never run in her life. She uh, she started from scratch over the past so eighteen months. Uh, she did her first 5K, first 10K, and I think she did her first half marathon this year. You know, big girl, and she she finished like awesome. Just hmm. she walked most of it, and um, one of the photos of her at the beginning across the bridge it looks like she's just on her own, you know, because everyone had already taken off. Right. And that's one of the, I think that's one of the best photos. You know, she's got the whole bridge to herself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. This Negro woman who'd done it for like ten or fifteen times, just stuck with her the whole way, and just said, "Look, we'll get you through. We'll get you through." This mm-hmm. old old uh, black woman, and it was like, you know, because after three k across that bridge, she was, she was, you know, she was busting down. She was crying, like, you know, how am I going to do this? And this girl, this like this guardian angel, this older woman, just said, "Look, stick with me. We'll get you through it. Talk to her through it," and just yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And you know, just serving her because I was the um, I was the flag bearer for New Zealand. So, you know, the group of New Zealanders, and you know, the, the, there's a good. It's on uh, YouTube because they televised it uh, live. So it's got me there, and then I found out that Julie was the Samoan flag bearer. So I, I oh. went and hunted her down <laughs> and got a photo. Um, and yeah, so. Um, yeah, so it's just her holding the flag. So, um, so I check if she's going next year. If not, I'm gonna uh, go oh, and do the Samoan flag bearer. Yeah, you gonna do it again? Next yeah. Year? Well, because I coached Garth and Garth didn't finish, so I have to. Yeah. He, <laughs> have to he's already him. booked. He's already booked for next year. <laughs> oh so, wow! <laughs> so I told my other three daughters because uh, one of the four went, so mm. the other three can come this year. Mm. Or well, even the the fourth could come again. Yeah, I mean it's an amazing place. Uh, we went to see some Broadway shows. Uh, I love the Michael Jackson show, so yeah. um, 
How was that? Who, who, who played? Who was playing Michael Jackson? Oh, there's several parts because you know oh. playing him from uh, Jackson Five. Oh wow, Jackson okay. uh, up to his um, uh, Off the Wall album. They had that version of Michael Jackson. Had the the um, the Thriller, the um, the Thriller album. So it had had him all different aspects of his life, and it was uh, it kept reflecting back. So it was the the one was of him. Um, with his backup, just in rehearsals, and then he'd go back and think back of his upbringing and how um, how hard it was, and how um, you know the monster was his father, Joseph. And it was really good how they did the thriller song because the, the monster was Joseph, the, the oh. his dad. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that is interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Who wrote it? Who wrote that play? I, I don't know, uh. but uh, it's pretty well done. You know, I had uh, Jackson. Five and had uh, him doing the the victory tour, um, even right down to when he uh, got his f- hair on fire with Pepsi. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> Pepsi accident. Yeah, because I remember that um, old school. Do you remember that um, American Dream, the miniseries about the Jackson Five? Oh, no, it came no. out in the nineties, early nineties. Oh, okay, early nineties. It starred um, Angela Bassett. She was the mum. Oh, and there was another actor that played the father, um, Joseph. But they had different actors for a different age of um of Michael. Yeah. So the young Michael, oh. teenage Michael, and then adult Michael. So they had um yeah, just they they had they reenacted they had the scene where he his hair caught on fire on the Pepsi ad. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I looked that looked that up. It'd be on YouTube or something. Yeah, I think it is on YouTube. Yeah, because it's old. It's old. Mm. It's a miniseries it's called the uh, yeah I think it's American Dream, Jackson Five American Dream. Mm. Yeah, check that out. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. is that like a show that's going around the world, do you know, or is that just one of those Broadway? Uh, it looks like it's been fixed there, mm. but there must be, there must be a version that travels around, like because there was Wicked there, and there was the Harry Potter, mm. uh, there was Six. Uh, that was a pretty good one. That was about King Henry's the Apes, six wives, oh. and um, but each of the wives sang their own story in a Beyonce style kind of. It's a song, yeah, <laughs> dance and everything. Cause it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And we saw uh, some like it hot, which is the old Marilyn Monroe mm. classic. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Who played there? Cause are they like real actors? Like yeah, yeah. Hollywood actors, eh? Yeah, some. Um, <clears throat> I don't recognize uh, any of them in there, but that, that's the old Marilyn Monroe one that did with. Um, I think it was Jack Lemmon and um, yeah. Tony Curtis, I think, oh, played right. in the original, yeah. uh, 1959 or something. Yeah. But yeah, that was really well done. Um, but yeah. Have you ever been to New York before? First time. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. And how how many weeks did you guys? Uh, I went for almost two weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, so I'd probably do the do the same. It's just the accommodation is really, really expensive, yeah. Because mm. whereabouts did you guys stay? Uh, we stayed in uh, the Marriott, Marriott Times Square, Oh, right, right in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose, I think anywhere is really expensive, but um, we went through um, through Judy Wolf Marathon World Tours, and so if you go through them, it's you pay a little bit more extra, but you've got guaranteed uh, entry to the New York Marathon. Because oh, okay. you've either got to run really fast and get a fast time or um, go in the lottery and they pick your name out. Because fifty one thousand ran it, but there's heaps more that get rejected. That like oh, you know. true. So how did you get in? 
And what was Through that? Marathon World Tours. So oh, they so had that's automatic. They've got an allocation of places. Oh. They had like 70. We had 50 from Auckland and 20 from around the rest of the country that, that went on the New Zealand tour. Oh, so 50, you're part of the 50. Yeah. Was, yeah. There, like, was there more than that wanting to get in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, there's a group that came from Indonesia because they look at the other world travel tour groups that have got allocations and New Zealand was the only one that had a few spare. So they, oh, they jumped, jumped on our own. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you need to, eh, for something that's popular around the world. Because, you know, you were talking about New York City, yeah? The yeah. Apple. Yeah, well, it's the... M- yeah, it would be the most <laughs> popular marathon around the world. I mean, it's the biggest, 51,000. Yeah. Wow. 10,000 every wave, every half hour. Like, oh, wow. It's crazy. Yeah. There's a few burglars there because, you know, you're supposed to give the time you think you'll do. And some were putting like three hours and they were like five, six hours. But you know, mm-hmm. they just want an earlier start. Mm. But Even to think about the um, the preparation for a race like that, like to close down the city streets for that. You know, oh, yeah. Like what? You know the millions of people that live there and all the cars and everything like to shut everything down there eh, just for the race one day. Eh? One day. It's like man, what a big job to do there. Eh? And the security presence is huge. Mm. Um, my wife tried to because we've got a tracker, um, so I was carrying my phone and it could track me where I was. And she tried to, she underestimated my speed. I was quicker than than she thought I would <laughs> be, and she didn't quite make it to Central Park, and she couldn't get through the security. The security was just too. Oh. They shut down Central Park, um, so only the runners can get through. Um, so I saw her afterwards, but mm. yeah. One of that's a uh, reaction to the the Boston. Yes, it is. The yeah. Boston explosion, uh, the terrorist thingy. Yeah, Boston, two thousand eleven or two thousand twelve. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, security was just bad, crazy. Mm. Um, they made um, marijuana legal in New York for the last couple of years. So you're running in the street. Like I was, I was doing a run every day and, and you just got the strong smell of marijuana everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that and cigarettes and, and cigars. Like mm. there's still a lot of people that smoke, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, well, I, I, I went to um, New Caledonia and, man, you know, how it's, it's, it's French over there. Yeah. Everybody smokes. Wow. Like, even now, like everybody, like everybody, when I say everybody, yeah, the restaurant, and and the families are smoking, and the kids are there too. In the restaurant, yeah, they're not smoking. The kids, but the parents are. <laughs> like everybody, like no one doesn't smoke. It's like not, you know, oh. it's crazy. Like and the, you know, New Zealand was like that. But yeah. the day, you know, we were like that. We could smoke inside. Remember the um, ashtrays in the malls? Yeah, back in the day. Remember McDonald's used to have an ashtray. That's right. Yeah. The the golden one near the <laughs> in the McDonald's. That's right. You so, press down. Yeah, yeah. So you know. But it's it's funny how some you know it's still the same in other countries, eh? Like, well, I've got to thank uh, who was it? Helen Clark. Helen Clark put on the, the smoke-free work zones, mm. and yeah, thankful to this time. I mean, it's crazy that yeah, you go overseas to New York City, marijuana is legal, <laughs> and everyone's just. But yeah, uh, I love the pizzas there too. You know, uh, yeah, we flew in on Thursday. Um, was it the direct flight? I missed the direct flight because oh. I was, I stuffed my passport up. Like, oh, I right. got a new passport in time, but um, the American visa is tied into your passport number. So, because I got a new passport, I needed a new American visa. Um, oh, oh, yeah, because we need to apply now, eh? For, need to apply for online. Visiting. It, it, yeah. It's pretty quick, but uh, it meant I missed my flight because I just didn't, mm. like, had my daughter there and she quickly typed out everything and 
play it online and then 40 minutes later. There's Levy at work. Um, her son, she, he lives, he works in New York. So she was one of the the first Kiwis to do the New Zealand direct flight. Oh. The first one. Yeah. And they mucked it up. The real first, uh, it came on the news. Oh. Because, yeah, they could do a direct flight from Auckland to New York. But it meant like they had to lose weight. And they, oh, did, they didn't. Yeah, they had to yeah. lose weight halfway through. Like they oh. had to stop. There's actually. I don't know if they stopped. I heard well, a couple of flights like that. Yeah, something happened there. Um, so yeah. So I missed the direct flights. I'm not sure what that was like, but um, I think they they fixed the, the problems now. I mm. think you can. The direct flights are there again, but. Mm. Um, yeah. So the the direct flight there is easier because I think it's with a tailwind, but the direct flight back is is a problem because it's a headwind and. The flight before us on the Thursday, because we flew Saturday, uh, had to stop in Fiji. The oh. Fuel, yeah. So it depends how yeah strong the headwind is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what happened. That's lose some weight or something. And she had to wait for her luggage extra day oh. or something like that. Yeah. So is but he still there? Yeah, he's he works there. So I think she'll be going back forth. Okay, if I'm there next year, just you know <laughs> tell her to tell her son to come do the marathon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, because you know New York, man. It's a, it's one of my my bucket list places to go visit. Yeah, yeah. Because my relationship with New York is through the movies. Yeah, and man, I just want to go see every single movie. That's right. Yes, background in yeah, New York. Yeah, on the go. Did you have that? Too? Yes. <laughs> I mean, there was, you know, some of the our tour group went and went through Greenwood Village, where Sex in the City apartment is. Yeah, uh, and one of them ran to where the friends. Apartment, Matthew Perry's apartment was on Friends and all that, and went down to um, it's called uh, Dumbo, which is which is a name they've given to um, down under Manhattan Bridge overpass. So oh. there's a little village there, and it's got good coffee, and and it's got that Hollywood scene of the Manhattan Bridge. Hmm. Uh, so you see it on a lot of movies, and and, and that spots there. We just stumbled upon it, uh, and then walked across Brooklyn Bridge. And is that like the alleyway? And you see the alleyway, and, and you can see, see the bridge. The, and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes. Yeah, so that, that yeah, we just you're just guys were just there. Yeah, <laughs> and we we were just doing walks everywhere. I mean, mm. we, we didn't bother with all the big, you know, Statue of Liberty views or, um, yeah, we just we just did heaps of walking. We did Staten Island. Um, Got off there and there's like, like dress mart on steroids here. Oh yeah, got some new Levi's, <laughs> three pairs of Nikes. Uh, like, yeah, this is really good. Um, yeah, the shopping would have been great, eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and New Balance is the major sponsor for um, for the New York Marathon. So, um, how many? Um, oh, so the f- oh, so the full fifty of the Kiwis went through that through that ticket. Yeah. Well. And you know how you is it is it Gwen the the Samoan lady with the Samoan flag? Oh, um, Julia, Julia oh, Belford. Ju- Julia yeah, Belford, yeah, yeah. yeah. Were, were there other Samoans too? Uh, there was another. Um, so those are the ones that got chosen to go on the parade at Nations. So there might have been others, but um, oh, there weren't any other Samoans because I looked at the results to see if there's any Samoans. Oh, okay. um, yeah. And some of them might have just put down New Zealand, um, like uh, was it? Geraldine, Geraldine, put down New Zealand. Yeah. Mm. Did you try any uh, 
Any bagels? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of those? Because I heard that you haven't tried a bagel until you try a New York bagel. Well, uh, it was buffet breakfast every day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, to reduce the cost of uh, our meals, you know, I used to uh, at breakfast just put a few bagels and uh, boiled eggs and yeah. uh, and fruit and all that. And used to take that uh, and that used to help us. Uh, well, that was our lunch. Uh, and then you'd have all this cream cheese and, and other stuff to put on it. So, um yeah, yeah, no, bagels was our, our daily fix. Mm. Um, and then you've got all these fr- food vending machines. You could get a chili steak dog, corn dog. Um, oh, what are those so like? All, corn dogs is really nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, the sta- and the Philly steak, cheese dog. Um, yeah, just like on every corner, they, they were pretty good quality. Um, is there any foods there that, that taste you can't, you can never get here? Uh, well, after the marathon, I, was, I normally have fried chicken as my reward. <laughs> uh, so there's no KFC. And I text my mate who works for KFC. I said, hey, mate, where's the nearest one? And then he texts me. I said, well, that's not on the marathon course or nowhere near Times Square. And so I went to a place called um, Jollibee. And Jollibee is yeah, very similar, mm. but tasted a lot more juicier. So mm. I gave that the thumbs up. Right. You didn't go to Popeyes? And then Popeyes, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, then went to Popeyes. That was also on Times Square. So, right. yeah, I was telling him, mate, he's New Zealand KFC guy. And I said, well, you know, he said, oh, there's so much more uh, fried chicken competition in, mm. in the States. Like, KFC doesn't rank, rank up there. So, it's overseas is where they got the dominant market. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I ran the New York Marathon a week after Auckland. Um you wouldn't be still sore though. You used to. You wouldn't be sore from the. New well, walking. yeah, because you just <laughs> yeah, because because I run every day. I've been running every day for nine and a half years. Um, the, the the body gets used to it, and these new shoes now, the technology in the shoes. Oh right. Buying a new pair, of New Balance, two days before the marathon. Um, just the technology now. There's no blisters or anything. It's just it felt. And the thicker cushioning now means your legs aren't aren't hammered so much. So it really absorbs a lot of the shock from, you know, mm. especially being an island size, 100 kilos, you know, over 42K, the amount of repetition on, on hard concrete, and just the legs felt, felt okay, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's still exhausted. It's a marathon, but... Good for the knees too. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Because so, I can imagine the knees are the first to, like, get hammered eh, when yeah. it comes to runners, eh? The yeah. knees and the quads, mm. um, they get really smashed, especially on uh, running concrete. Right. So between Essex and New Balance, you recommend New Balance? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a convert to New Balance. You oh, know? okay. You, know, you were Essex before that, were you? I was Essex before that, yeah. yeah. A few others, uh, you know, they switch to this Hoka. Hoka, the kind of, I call it dark side, like off-road, you know, the trail runs. Oh, right. Have you done that? That's a popular one. I yeah, the exteriors, uh, but I'm, I'm a roadrunner, marathoner, mm. and I call them the dark side because, you know, uh, <laughs> they really love their long distance, 100K, 100 mm. mile. And I said, look, there's no glory in the finish with trail running, you know, you you, you finish, you start in the dark, you finish in the dark, <laughs> and uh, there's only your wife waiting for you at the finish line, you know, <laughs> and even she's not happy, so... <laughs> Yeah, I call it the dark side. I call them Sith Lords and, you know, the Jedis are the, the road runners. So. Right, right. I guess they suck you in with the, oh, there's nice scenery. Yeah, yeah, and nice scenery. The and, then, <laughs> and I said, I'm an accountant, man. The, the cost of a, of a trail marathon versus a, 
it's like almost double the price. It's mm. like crazy. The, the, I oh. guess the injury, higher risk of injury, step in the hole or something like that. Oh, they, they talk about uh, the cost of traffic management. Um, oh, right. To do all the trails and to pay pay for some mm. of its uh, use of private land. So, um, but yeah, no, I stick to the, to the marathons. It's cheaper and uh, you just need a pair of running shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what pair of new balance running shoes do you recommend? Like, uh, well, that that that. What ones do you wear? Ten eighties, yeah. Ten eighties version thirteen. Uh, that's just come out. Well, that was the brand new ones that they had at the expo, and you know it's got New York Marathon on the shoes. So, right. yeah. <laughs> so I went to Dress Mart today, and they got the previous year's version there for like half price. So, uh, oh, okay. So I got me a pair of those because you know. There's not much differences between the versions, just just the color scheme normally. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's some good sales on at the moment, and that's where I normally get them, either Rebel Sport or at Dress Smart, mm. uh, previous year's models, and uh, yeah, half price. So. I noticed that about New Balance. I bought my first pair of New Balance a couple of years ago. I never had New Balance before. I think I had Essex before I had New Balance. I'm yeah. usually into the normal. Nike, Essex, Nike Essex is normally there. Oh, Nikes don't do good yeah. marathon shoes for Ireland. Well, I was told like they're not wide enough. Yeah, yeah. You get the size, but the wide, they don't get yeah. the wide. But I noticed in America, because I went to um, Hawaii, you get the, the wides. Oh. Not Nike, but other shoes. Oh, yeah, You get yeah. wides. Yeah, yeah. They, they like, got oh. the two E's and the four E's. Yeah. yeah. Two E's yeah. wide, four E's extra wide. Yeah. So I jumped into a pair of New Balance a couple of years ago, and man, I felt the comfiness in the heel. Yeah. The back yeah. heel. So, like, whoa, this is like... Yes, yes. It looked ugly though, but it was comfortable. I was, I was yeah, stuff off white. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm a new balance guy now. <laughs> and uh, what kind of runs do you do? I can't actually run because either hip. That almost sounds like a policy statement. <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone, I everyone can run. I can run. I can run, but yeah. I have to be careful because I actually had a um, full hip replacement. Okay, so yeah, so so, um, so I can walk. I can walk fast. I can run, but not long enough. I did the um, around the base, the around the base, yeah, uh, three years ago or two years ago, and I actually ran from the start. I stopped running when I got to um the helicopter with the helicopter pad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I walked the rest of the way because it was yeah. getting it was getting sore. Getting sore, yeah. On my hip, yeah. So, and I can run uphill because it's easy on the hip. If you run uphill, if I go downhill, it's not. Yeah. So Gav's got uh, three hip replacements. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just say that that's just probably uh, muscular and some scar tissue that, um, mm. you know, when you're running, it, it's it's just waking up some of that scar tissue. But with regular, um, well, we got Garth into doing Pilates and strength work. And that's made real um, life changing in his run posture. Because I, I assume, yeah, I think he's got. Hip replacements on both legs. Oh, both hips. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. two right hip replacements and one left. Mm. Uh, all of it bike crashes. Yeah. Oh, Because mm. me and him were, yeah, big bikies, Ironman bikes. We're yeah. 180 kilometers of riding. Uh, one of our favorite events was the K2, where you ride uh, 200 kilometers around the Coromandel. Mm. And, you know, if you're battling, that's all right. But, you know, there's some huge hills around the Coromandel so uh, I think uh, we got them to give us an early start because I think the early start was 
seven seven o'clock. I said, oh, that's not early enough. We need it earlier. So they gave us a two-hour early start at six o'clock. <laughs> and so that meant, because uh, one year when we finished, you know, everyone had gone home. Mm. And uh, so this time we're able to get at least close to when they're still packing up. So, yeah. Uh, but now they've stopped the K2 because, you know, the Coromandel got wiped out with the with all the floods. Yeah. So you can't go State Highway 25 now. Oh. Got to go through Wahi. It's got a long way. Mm. But yeah, yeah. So Garth's balance isn't too good now. So he doesn't do uh, cycling. Um, and he gets too cold in the water. So he's he's just a runner now. So what's he? Man, he was doing the full triathlon. Yeah. Wow. He's doing a full Ironman. 3.8k swim. <laughs> 180k bike. 42k run. And he used to leave me behind. So... Uh, <laughs> I don't really care too much because I just, you know, as long as I got to the finish line, uh, you got 17 hours to do it, and I would normally finish in the last hour, 16 to 17 right. hours. Well, if they said 17 hours, might as well take the whole lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's like, oh, rushing to, to be super fast and that. Mm. Um, and, you know, the rewards, if you're in the top three in your age group, you get to go to the World Championship in Hawaii. Um, but if you're slow like me, you could do 12 and then give you a loyalty slot. So I went last year. So um, you got all these super fast guys, and and uh, and it's in Hawaii, so you're not allowed to wetsuit. It's too hot. Mm. So um, so what, is that right around Oahu? Uh, it's Kona. It's on the oh, Big Island. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, that's where they had the um, the, the 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 volcano, the fires, the fires there. Um, and the volcano. Yeah. yeah so they got the volcano. Uh, that's with the live volcano. Um, I think it was on the other island that that one happened. Oh, uh, uh, Maui, yeah. 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 So the, the bushfires, eh? mm. yeah. So the, yeah, so this one, last year's Ironman, uh, yeah, so I went to the World Champs in Hawaii and, you know, not super fast. Um, you know, part of my uh, confidence is uh, muscle memory, you know. Mm. I've done this before. The only trouble is it's uh, in Hawaii, there's no wetsuit, and I'm a bad swimmer anyway, so it takes me an hour 35, hour 40 for 3.8K swim, but no wetsuit. Some of them people paid 300 bucks for a skin suit, which is, see, I'm not paying that for one race. Mm. Um, and so it took me almost, yeah, it took me over two hours to do the swim. You know, the fast guys were coming out in 45 minutes or quicker. So what does the, the wetsuit actually makes you fast now? Yeah, the wetsuit lifts you up in the oh. water so you, you don't drag. Right. And if you've got the island weight, you you drag the whole way. Uh, so you submerge more where the 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 wetsuit lifts you up, lifts your legs up, and so you're able to kind of go along that way rather than um, just drag along, which is my style. Mm. Uh, but there's this young Hawaiian girl on her surfboard. She said, just follow me. And so I don't need to keep looking up where, where I was going. I just kept an eye on the surfboard. And so she got me through the through the swim. Um, and then on the bike, uh, I was last out of the swim. Um, and then got on the bike and you ride all the way to Hawaii, which is about 80, 80K out from the start because you do a dog leg and then you go out. And there were like, I was passing a few people and there were like, I don't know, a dozen people behind me and I got to the turnaround point right at the top and then I went and, and then at the next aid station, which was 15k later, 
I saw the tail end. Charlie guys, I said, what are you guys doing here? They said, the others didn't make cutoff. So there's a halfway cutoff. Oh. And so, oh. And then the heat, you you got heat from the lava and you got heat from the sun. And oh, you, wow. you, you just, you're, you're in an oven and you're just getting fried and you just, you can't get enough cold water. Your jowls are starting to make you sick and then you, you gotta, you gotta clear your stomach. Ah, you're feeling sick and then, then you got these tail end Charlie guys, one on the bike, one in the car going, come on, mate, keep going, keep going, or else we have to take you off. And like, oh. So I get, get up to the 120K mark, feeling sick again, carry on, and these guys are just on my back, just like, and... When they said take you off, take you off the rest, you're not resting anymore? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I've got a sag wagon, and they've got certain times you've got to pass these points. Right. And if you don't make it, uh, you just get in their bus. Um and so I'm like I'm trying to avoid going trying to avoid. <laughs> and then I get in to the bike uh, after eight hours, uh, and then just get in and I just I gotta have a rest, take fifteen minutes just resting there. And you, it's good because you got all the volunteers. You know, you're the only one there. Come out of the swim, you're the only one there. They're all there for you. And same with the so they're able to towel me down, change my socks. Put new, sh- put my run shoes on, um, and then they looked at my watch. Said, "Oh, six and six and a half hours. Six hours, yeah, six, six and a half, six forty to do the marathon." I thought, "Oh, easy. I can do a marathon in six hours." Yeah. So the first three k, I'm walking, just pouring water, trying to get my heat heat temperature down, uh, and then I run along. Yeah, and then get back on the Queen K, and then one of the girls who, the woman had raced on the Thursday, and she's just saying, "Get going, Anna McRae." She'd already raced, uh, and then she did the next thirty k with me, <laughs> like crazy. Like I don't think she was even in running shoes. Like you know, I was just shuffling, and she'd like scream out every time I was walking. You got fifteen seconds, fifteen thirty seconds to walk, and then you got to get running again. So she was saying that to me periodically right through, and then, and they got me through to the finish line, and I was able to take in the last seven k out. It was a bit more flatter, and so then I just started getting a good run on. Uh, it's after midnight. It's still pouring cold water on me. It's still very hot, um, and I just able to pass three people in the last five k. And it's going well. I am going well, and then. Got to the finish line, playing Michael Jackson, had to do. <laughs> so, you know, looked up to the air, thanked the Lord, did a bit of a break dance, and then just, yeah, yeah, finished. At that point, was that the hardest one? That was the hardest, that was the hardest and the best race of my life, yeah, yeah. Best because you finished? Best because I finished and just uh, having all these guardian angels through the mm. through the race, Um you know, that's how I, you're not allowed to pace her, but she wasn't pacing me. She was standing behind me, and so she's just screaming out orders. But, um, mm. but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I think I still owe her a, a thank you lunch <laughs> for that one, actually. So, you know, coming out of that race, like, what, what did that teach about? What did that teach you about yourself? Oh, um, I just kind of, I had a kind of always had a faith that I would, I would make it. Um, I don't know how. Well, what was it? But it's just all these guardian angels right through the whole course, through the swim, through the bike, through the through the run. Um, and you know, even though I was sick, it was just to clear 
clear my system out and then reset and then get back going so um and I'm always kind of a master of pacing I said okay I've got 10k I've still got an hour hour and a half left okay nine minute k's keep going uh, eight minute k's and then and then just in that last couple of k I felt like Forrest got this little group running alongside me going mm. come on you're amazing and going I don't look amazing. I don't feel amazing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they just got me through. And then they just had uh, the huge crowd at the finish line. And uh, yeah, that was just unbelievable. Just And then they had uh, the winner of the race, uh, you know, put the put the prize on you and congratulate you. And said, oh, where did you get that energy from? Uh, to yeah. break dance like that. <laughs> so, uh, so New Zealand Samoan. <laughs> yeah. Man, wow! Because I can always like think when it comes to being in the race, it's it's competition, right? You gotta be the first or second or third. You know, if you're last, then you're last. But yeah. I think with races like that, I think people do understand. It's all about beating yourself, sort of thing. Yeah. So it's all about it's all about the challenge of finishing the race because you don't hear, really hear that much. But I think people know. It's about finishing the race. Yeah, yeah. Hey, when you talk to kids, they're like, "Oh, I want to be first. I want to be second. You know, don't want to be second. Not be if you're, if you're not first, you're last. Kind of, yeah. kind of thing. You know. Yeah. But you know, for a tough challenge like a triathlon or whatever it is, marathon, for individual people, like just just to finish it is is a win. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's winning the gold medal. You know, because if you think about what you have to do, you know, think about all the times, all the chances you got. To give up, you know how many chances? Plenty you, chances. You could have said, "Oh no, nah, that's me. I'm out. <laughs> you know, that's enough." Nah, but you didn't. You just carried on, and then until you can't carry on anymore because you crossed the finish line, there's nothing else to do because you already yeah. got to the finish line. It's like the feeling, you know, is amazing, eh? And I think I felt that feeling when I won a game of basketball or won something, you know. Mm. But a basketball game is only twenty minutes each half. A game of rugby is only 40 minutes each half, you know? Yeah. But a triathlon, that's a whole day. And, you know, it's like playing a whole day and winning at the end of it. It's like, that's something different, eh? That's a different kind of thing, eh? 16 hours, 59. Yeah, that's, yeah. As long as you swim, bike and run before then. <laughs> Have you done the triathlon before that? Uh, yeah, yeah. So most of the triathlons are short, short triathlons. Mm. And um, swim, bike, run, like. A 500 swim, 20k bike, and a 5k run is the is a general sprint triathlon, and so there's uh, four races a year uh, in Auckland called the People's Try. So I I do that every year. Um, so for for beginners, for beginners they do the Try Try, which is a 100 meter swim, 10k bike, and a 3k run. Oh, okay, that's I think I think I'm pretty sure I can do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> anyone can do it. So um, it's like and the hundred meters is at waist high, so if you're not confident, you could walk walk the swim. Oh right. Uh, and the bike's ten k, so it's one loop. Mission Bay is quite a nice course because it's flat and fast. Um, mm. And the and the five k is just uh, to Kahu Bay and back. I mean, it's, in fact, uh, there's a good one next week is the Iron Moldy try, um, and that's done at Okahu Bay. Um, and you know, there's some big big competitors there. Walk it. They so um yeah there is completion completion is ego mm. i mean people that 
one of the normal the parlor is that are that are there that come on their flash gear, their flash bikes. Yeah. But you know, you, you got the, the the brothers and the sisters there on their mountain bikes and their uh and their walking shoes and they just yeah, they just enjoy it and some uh, uh parents and their kids doing it. Mm. And yeah, it's a really uh, relaxed, uh encouraging, supportive environment. Mm. And because you've th- you've been doing it for seventeen years, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, years. yeah. Like from the start, you could see you're not only sort of only Pacific Island doing these things. Yeah. And what well, what's it like now with the participation of Pacific Islanders? Is there more a lot more now? Well, yeah, there's uh, yeah. there's there's now a uh, Mangaree uh, Cycling and Triathlon Club. All oh, right, that start yeah. that does uh, regular training on uh, by Mangaree Bridge. They're based there, and they do a a, a bike bike run um and you know they got people there that are in their 50s 60s doing it right to the young kids from school mm. uh so they're a, they're a group that's um that's encouraging and and uh, inviting you know any pacifica to to go along um and there's there's some that uh show up to the people's try and and give it a go so um now there's yeah, you've seen a lot more brown faces mm. and with the increase in iron moldy that's really uh, brought that up to to be more um, of a choice to do and mm. just how encouraging it is. I mean, the only thing would be just, you know, the cost of it, you know, cost of a bike. There wouldn't be many Pacifica in, in doing Ironman because it's such an expensive sport. Mm. I mean, the half Ironman and the, and the Olympic distance are at least, you know, 100 bucks and you can do it. Uh, the Suffer race, which is road we're half Ironman, that's, Two hundred and fifty dollars. So I mean, that's cheaper than, and you know, the iron, the half iron man in Taupo is like four hundred dollars. So yeah, it really ramps up the price. Mm. And I, I'm iron man to like thousand bucks now. So was it? There oh. won't be many people <laughs> Pacifica doing it because it's just yeah, the cost prohibits it. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll. I keep buying those lot of tickets and then offer scholarship <laughs> to to people. Yeah. So Ben, but you managed to do these um to do these races though every year like these yeah. five or six. Yeah. yeah. I think doing Ironman's uh, cheaper than buying a fancy sports car or having an affair. So <laughs> I mean, it keeps me sane, keeps me grounded, and um, and my run streak, running every day, uh, stops me having a drinking problem because you know I used to do the all night benders and that, but. You know, if you know you're gonna run the next day, you know, oh yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> do the old uh, hangover when you come to the game on yeah. Sunday, Sunday for Masters, eh? <laughs> Sunday for Masters, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, so you you weighed 130 around there, yeah. Man, how long did it take for you to to maintain? I think I just started gradually coming down w- w- with the marathons. Mm. Like my first three marathons, I came last. Last in Auckland, last in North Shore Marathon, and um, last in the Wanganui one. Um, so that was just, and uh, yeah, my, my measurement of success was different from probably everyone's. Mine was just okay. Let's get to the finish line. Mm. The finish line, and then you get your reward. You treat yourself. You know, have some fried chicken. Have some. Uh, have some beers. Uh, quite regularly after my big <laughs> races, I have a DMT, which is a donut medal Thursday. Okay. So, um, <laughs> My favourite cafe is this uh, Japanese cafe in um, uh, Glen Innes. Uh, it's on the border of West Tamaki Road and um, Ashby Ave. And they do great uh, 
cream donuts. Cream donuts. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like after New York Marathon, I posted, okay, I've got a DMT coming up, Donut Middle Thursday, so bring your middle. <laughs> and if you don't have a middle, come admire ours. Um, and then, yeah, generally shout any newbies a, a donut and a coffee. Um, and it's just, yeah, just sharing. Um, one of the old guys from our club, Mike Austin, is a, is a legend who's in his... Um, yeah, in his seventies, and mm. uh, he tells me about the old days of, of the, um, you know, if you didn't run under three, three and a half or three hours fifteen, you you didn't bother racing because it was too slow. <laughs> now, most people are, uh, I think the average runner takes between four fifteen and four thirty for a marathon. So, um, yeah, the competitive ones, the competitive ones, yeah, four fifteen. Oh, okay. So my Best marathon time is in Taupo a couple of years ago, and that's four twenty nine twenty nine. So oh, you're uh, right up there. So my my ace my ace card I tell everyone is my weight. You know, I'm a hundred kilos now, but you know, get down to Balangi ninety kilos. Well, that's heavy for a Balangi. Uh, yeah, I can easily see uh, an hour come off that running time. Right. Right. Is that one of your goals now? One of my goals. Yes. Yeah. 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 So nutrition must be a big thing for you now. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I enjoy my food. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy, you know, that's probably one of the big things is my reward system, you know. Why not have a bucket of KFC after you <laughs> achieve a marathon finish? Yeah. Uh, just don't eat it every day. Don't eat it in the weeks leading up. But if you have it as like an end goal, um, and then, yeah, so, but yeah, yeah, the nutrition side will be uh, eating eating a lot cleaner because that, that's the way to get the weight down. Mm. Um, so so what's your sort of like routine meal up, leading up to uh, your breakfast, lunch? Do you do three meals a day? Uh, or do you, <clears throat> do you fast in any way? No, not really fast. Um, generally, I have a coffee in the morning with a cup of toast. Mm. Um, and then I have my cafe catch up with, uh, run chat with the, the owner. Tim, Tim Jones is a avid runner and child runner. Um, and he does good bacon and egg baps, so I have a <laughs> bacon and egg bap with my uh, with my coffee. And that's generally lunch, and then dinner. I'll um, I normally run from work, or I do my run in the afternoon, and that's just the five k. Um, so I've got all these kind of set groups I could join. Mm. Uh, Monday is the Morton's run from St Helier's to St Helier's to Mission Bay and back. Tuesdays run at the fox and the viaduct and that's um that's a loop um and then oh that's the way that's a loop run um and then you got a beer after uh wednesday is the pigeon run and that's pigeon racing club is a pub in st helia's and uh that's one of my favorites because you run from um st helia's to mission bay and back that's a 5k but they've got a Big bottles of lime red. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's not many pubs around that still serve big bottles of lime red. Mm. Eleven bucks. You know that's the same as you know a small pint of uh, Carlsberg or. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you know you buy a big bottle of lime red for eleven, and that's that. That's you know a few glasses there. Um, and so Wednesday I normally well it's a five k run, but you know get my money's worth, so I run to a Kahu Bay and back, and that's a ten k run. Right. 
coming back from New York, it's I've, I've lifted up. I've been run, uh, walking like 20,000 steps with my wife and daughter, like looking around, just visiting places. So I came back like 90, 99 kilos. Like I lost wow. weight. I thought yeah. I'd be like 105 because of all the bagels I've been eating and pizzas. Mm. But yeah, all that walking. Uh, and now like I'm running 58 minutes for the 10K. So might be the new shoe technology or just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. That's important to me. I've, I've come to find with myself lately importance of exercising and mm. try to eat healthy. I don't normally eat healthy, but I try. Yeah. Know. But we do have these boot camps at my work. Like my boss, he's got his personal trainer to come and train us every lunchtime twice a week at oh. work. So we do that. But then I know it's not enough. I need to like do something every day. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. So I was thinking, I heard on on social media, because you, you always find these things on mm. social media, you know, always out there. It's like Every time you have, have dinner, go for a walk. Yes, yes. Like that's the best, like that's kind of what, like the best things to do. Yeah. Like after dinner, Go for a walk for half an hour, hour, and yep. come back, and that do that every single day, and you know it's you may as well, you know. Helps your digestion, helps your sleep. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. So I try and uh, yeah advise when I'm talking to my fellow Pacific, you know. Yeah. Go for a walk after dinner. Doesn't matter how long, you know. I mean, just make it a little bit longer mm. every now and then. I mean, um, the important part is developing the habit. So once you get that habit going, then you can stretch it out. Yeah, that's the thing, eh? The habit mm. thing it was a real important habit. Because we, I, we talked about it on the podcast before about when we had the conversation about doing these, um, these weight loss challenges that are around. Yeah, yeah. You know, our people love these weight loss challenges because there's money at the end of it. Yeah. You know, but then the only problem is when it finishes, yeah, we stop doing the. <laughs> yeah. We stop carrying on, and we do the next eight week challenge when it comes up again. But the the point is, you gotta. You did it for eight weeks. You're supposed to carry on. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the hard bit is if it doesn't become a habit, it's it's not sustainable. So mm. the, these eight-week challenges are like yo-yos, you know. Uh, yeah. You're good, but is it good because, you know, there's an end point or thinking the long, long, long game, um, incorporating the habits to make it sustainable. Um so yeah, I've got um, I did Wellington Marathon. I do that every year because m- my daughter lives down there, and so I'm trying to encourage her to do the half. She did the ten k with me um, when I did the marathon. So um, last year I won a Christchurch Marathon entry. So that's for next year. Um, so I'm, I'm that's my goal next year is to go fast. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any race in there's no is there any race in New Zealand where you run the whole length of the, the country? Um there's a bike race, there's the oh, Tour the Aotearoa. Yeah. Um Is that every year that one? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Around March, April. It's kind of a you kind of uh, organize your group uh to support you. But uh, yeah, there's normally a group of and yeah, it's normally about in March. Yeah. But the run, yeah, there isn't really a run that's kind of uh, self-supported. There's mm. been the odd one that does it, person following them in a camper van and they run it. Mm. I was thinking before the bike lanes they're building in Auckland, you know, especially the ones along the motorway. Mm. You'd think there'll be a, like a race, running race across Auckland. Mm. They might, I don't know, some might organise or something like that. In the old days there used to be um, 
Wellington to Auckland race. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. yeah. They used to go from the central post office, Wellington, to the central post office in Auckland. Oh. Um, that's what I heard back in the day uh, when, when it was really popular. Yeah. That would have been tough, eh? Mm. But then, you know, they, those guys are running 20k a day is their, their norm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, because they say that to be a good marathoner, you got to run 100k a week. I mean, who's yeah. got that time? I <laughs> <laughs> um, I read um, David Goggins' book, his first oh. one. Have, have you read it? Uh, hurt something. Like, yeah, something. You like can't that. hurt me or something. Can't, cool. Yeah, you can't yeah. hurt me. But when you talked about his, this is marathon. It's not a marathon. This is race running race in 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 the USA. That takes five days. That's the um. Bad water, bad water, or the across the desert dungeon. Is uh, yeah, yeah, Death Valley. Yeah, yeah. That's like crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And the pain he put himself through, like he man, he was in pain. Like he described his legs were all like I know someone ripped the skin off his legs, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, you know. And he couldn't even he couldn't even move, and he got he had to get carried off. Yeah, yeah, to get carried off, he didn't finish it. But I saw some. Of the, He's crazy. Yeah. Some of it was self-inflicted because it wasn't like using good training advice. Yeah, um, <laughs> like he just went out. You know, like some of his Ironmans, he did like just like yeah, not not really not having the right equipment or mm. um, uh, the build-up. Like there's a whole lot of preparation plans that get your body ready for it but he just throws himself in the yeah, middle yeah. of it you know and like, that's why he's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. and uh but I, to see his weight before because he he was big oh yeah he was a massive yeah. guy yeah he was wow. massive and then Look at yeah him. so that's that the, yeah so that's what i say is my my ace card is is my weight you know yeah. and i'm enjoying running marathons at 100 kilos but uh you know once i get down to 90 um yeah, I'll be on. I'll mm. be more on fire than I am now. So, mm. so would you say your motivation is that your health and because it's uh, fun? My motivation is the number sixty-two, which is when my father passed away of of heart disease, um, avoidable because um, he he just didn't uh, look after himself well. He um, well in his later years he couldn't stand. He was a um, fitter and turner a mechanic. Um, and he couldn't stand for long periods, so he had to get a sedentary job. So, um, so he became um, a taxi driver. Um, and so you just sit in a cab all day, um, doing long shifts. Um, I remember he used to drop off white lady burgers to us when he finished his shift in the morning. Like, it's awesome, mm. but that's the kind of food you know that was available to him at that time. Mm. Um, and so very smart intelligent man but just um yeah he passed at a young age of 62 and you know that's only five years away from me mm. um so i want to be there for my family uh, i've got four beautiful daughters my wife elizabeth so i want to be around um and so many people of my age now are having a lot of health complications um cardio a lot of it is just they're they're, they're not active um, circulation um, mm. so running every day gives me that motivation to just yeah beat that 62 number um, and be around for my kids my grandkids mm. um, yeah 
So my aim for running every day is the run streak record of 54 years. So um, I started when I was, you know, nine, nine and a half years ago. So um, I'm going to be beating it when I'm 99. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, 54 years. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on target. Mm. So it's just running every day. It means you, you, you can't drink all night because you've you got to run the next day. Um, yeah, so that's my motivation, just to keep active. And and a lot of Pacifica people have come up to me and just said, you know, we've, we've seen you on Tanga Pacifica. We've seen, you know, keep going. You, you're doing, you, you know, and they, they cheer on when they when they see I've done some result. Um, and now doing New York Marathon, which is the start of my overseas big six. Mm. So there's uh, Abbott's World Major Big Six Marathon Series. What is that? Uh, so it's the six is uh, New York, Chicago, and Boston are the three American ones. Then Tokyo, Berlin, and London are the three oh, other wow. ones. So uh, I want to do that every one a year or one every two years. Mm. And then you get this big Abbott's World Major Six Marathon trophy. So, for doing all six? For doing all six. Oh, wow. And they're looking to m- increase it by adding Sydney. So, oh, so seven. So just yeah, jump across the ditch, and so next year the so the, it's a three-year trial period. So next year's trial year two, and then I'll do it in twenty twenty-five when mm. um, when hopefully it becomes Abbott's World Major. Mm. It's um, it's it's uh, uh, it's good we we brought it up about your your motivations because I'm I'm forty-five now and already you know close friends of mine have already passed mm. yeah um for heart problems yeah and just people i know from school like i see on social media I'm like oh he passed away mm. you know like yeah it's like what the hell same kind of age yeah you know and you know i've got kids too and it's just it doesn't hit you until things happen mm. like that yeah and when a good friend of mine passed because of his heart you think oh shucks are we on the stage now no. I'm not even like Yeah I'm just yeah, 45 right. We're yeah. not even in our 40s man Like hey It's a, it's a damn, damn time now mm. And then you know You see it too Because you know My uncles and aunties Start start going Yeah You know And You, you think about your kids And then you think Okay I think it's time to start Doing something about it You know Slow down on Drinking Slow mm. down on You know Eating too much junk food And all that kind of stuff Yeah I think when you think about it Start thinking about it That's That's the first step but then actual action and stuff you know it's good my boss does this boot camp thing at work i can like jump on that bandwagon you know yeah and try carry on you know and yeah i think it, that motivation for just staying alive eh? when you hear because even because i'm a i'm a because I, I i i listen to a lot of a lot of podcasts and one of my main podcasts i listen to is joe rogan and he talks about having his um his community mates come over to his gym and he does workouts with them. Mm. And they're having the same things too. Like they're getting old. Yeah, yeah. And they're seeing the same things too around them. Like people passing on. Mm. And he's saying, well, you know, come do two workouts a week with me. We'll, we'll do hard out work, workout for half an hour. You know, maybe we'll add some years to your life. Definitely. You know? Yeah. And just yeah. him saying that, adding more years to your life. I was going, hey, what? Well, yeah. just by doing exercise. Yeah, yeah. Get get your body some resistance training. Mm. 
That's right. Yep. Get your sweat on, you know, like do stuff that human body was supposed to be doing every day. Because technology these days, you know, working in offices and working in the car, you know, she's sitting down, body's not doing anything. Like the humans weren't doing that back in the caveman days. We were oh. always out doing exercise, you know, even out before cars. Yeah. Or before we knew horses, you know, doing outside work. It's in the Bible, man. Like yes. Men go outside, do their outside work. And the woman, you know, look after the kids, be at home. Yeah. But because we're outside doing work, being physical, we live longer to protect the family because it's all about the men to protect the family. Hmm. You know, those old school kind of ways, you know. Yeah. But it's in the Bible. And then it gets deep. But, <laughs> but you know, I think, think fundamentally, when, when, it, when you realize, you know, it's all about having a longer life. That's what it's all about, to enjoy hmm. with your kids and that. You know, that's, that's the ultimate goal, you know, for your health. Because we always talk about how, like, we've got this other podcast called Empty Out the Clip where we talk about stuff around the world. Like, we hear about, like, people protesting about stuff and all that kind of stuff. And stop oil. Stop, you know, <laughs> stop the the Palestinian thing and all mm. that kind of stuff. and Or anything, you know, anything, anything about, um, about being woke and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. And it's like, wait, hold on. Like you're, you're you're wanting things to stop around you, but what about at home? Like what mm. about yourself? Because your p- people are being activists for other people, but are you looking after yourself? Because if you don't look after yourself, you can't look after your your own family. Mm. Like if you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, like it has to start with yourself. You have to look after yourself. You have to make sure you you live longer. Because by doing that, if you're a man, that means you you can protect your family a lot longer. Yeah. So, I think all that kind of stuff, you know, I think about, and it's yeah, and just hearing your your just hearing your your journey with the reasons of your why mm. is a lot of reasons a lot of people think too, but don't action. You know, it's easy to get caught up in life, yeah, have fun and you know be with your friends and be with your family, and you know, but not think about the future in that way kind of way. Yeah, it's saying that it's playing the long game. It's mm. saying, um, it's saying, um, do you want to be the typical Pacific Islander? Um, you know, very fit and active when they're young, then they become family people and they become um, inactive. Um, their eating habits don't change and they're still big. And then, as a result of the of all these avoidable things, um, they're a burden on the health system when they could not be. It's a, it's a choice thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been attitude-wise and just, you know, I'm trying to encourage my kids, be bothered, be bothered to do things, be bothered to be active, to get out there and um, and not just, um, you know, you can give all the advice in that, but if, if you're not following it, if you're not being the example, if you're not being... Um, you know the light above the table um, then it's it's hard for them to okay he's asking us to do something he's not doing himself it's like yeah <laughs> and trying to encourage people regardless of whatever activity it is it's being active it's being in the habit of being active um having a positive attitude to to get out there and and encourage others 
Um, you know, I'm always encouraging people to, you know, whatever result they do, oh, good race, well done, champ. Mm. Good on you, keep going. Um, you know, if anything, uh, I may not be a star runner, but I'm I'm a star motivator. I'm like, and every race I do, uh, well, I'm at the back of the pack or in the middle, I'm encouraging people coming the other way or um, just like, you know, keep going, keep going. Um, one of the good things of having Garth, who's right at the back of the field, is I'll finish my race and then I'll go back and bring him back. You know, I see there's an extra 10K warm down after yeah. a half marathon. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's all it's all extra. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like his uh, driving Mustazi, you know, mm. the, <laughs> the Negro chauffeur who <laughs> goes around and just just make sure he's okay at the end of his race. Just yeah. To, um, and yeah, yeah, we've become steady good friends as a result. Mm. Of, uh, and you know, he's retired now. He's been retired since he was eighty-one, so it was six years now. Um, and he's got a positive attitude. He's every morning from his rest home and. Bechdale, he walks two and a half k to his coffee place and has his ginger slice and coffee. Whenever <laughs> I join him, I go, okay, yeah, I'll have a big breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I come all this way just for, for a coffee. Um, but yeah, yeah. So um, we've done five marathons with him this year and he hasn't finished any of them. And, you know, I was, you know, I was going, man, this is really taking my coaching uh, reputation <laughs> a hit here. <laughs> Um, but when he finished 30k in New York and, um, it wasn't seen as a failure because he got as far as he, he got, uh, before he got cold and, um, he said his main goal was, um, to not fall over. Mm. I said, oh, it'd be nice if you shared the goals with what <laughs> my goals were for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he didn't fall over. So that's the plus. Mm. Uh, we had him on a Pilates and strengthening program, so it's really improved his posture. But, um, yeah, I think he's, yeah, amazing guy. Um, his older brother lives in a rest home just down the road from me. And when my kids first met him, because everyone ha had heard of Garth with his uh, endurance Ironman and all that, but they hadn't heard of him. They had heard of his older brother, Chris Barfoot. Because Chris Barfoot was the, Bible school teacher at Glendale Primary. Oh. And so, and, and so Chris is very religious, where Garth is the opposite. Mm. And, <laughs> and so, whenever I'm with Garth, I say, Look, the Lord will provide, mate. The Lord mm. will provide. <laughs> um, and so he sees, he sees me as, as, yeah, yeah, just as, as, yeah, support man. And uh, he does call, call me his coach. He's, he's been in newest magazines and he's, oh, yeah. Thanks to my coach. So um, he's 87 and he's going back. He's already booked for next year's New York Marathon. Um, so <laughs> the man. I, I, I have to be there for him. Yeah. Um, so he'll be 88 and he'll be chasing the oldest finisher. So he would have been the oldest finisher, but he didn't finish. So there's a guy who's two days younger than him that finished. So oh, um, finished the whole thing? Oh, whole wow. Thing, yeah. yeah. It took him nine hours 45. So... That's the kind of uh, timeline we're looking at now for, for Garth. Mm. But he'll have a full year of Pilates and strength training to get get that sorted. He doesn't drink enough water either. He's, he's, I told him he doesn't drink enough water, doesn't 
get enough hydration and he doesn't have enough insulation so he needs to eat more fried chicken yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. but you know he'll, he'll never take that advice <laughs> Pilates um, I tried that once I tried yeah. that for a week there was a free class in, in Ponsonby and we just w- walk away from my office and um, yeah I found it real cool eh? yeah yeah. this was before I had my hip operation but yeah I, if Garth's doing it this is hip operation I can do it too like, yes just don't cross my legs I he's think. got uh, <laughs> well, the, his Pilates physio person's got a reformer machine so oh. there's a whole lot of you know, like stretching and yeah so it's more than a Pilates class he uses this equipment stuff mm. reformer so, um, do you do it? Do you do Pilates? Uh, I haven't yet, but oh. um, that's on my list. Yeah. So I know it's the core strength. Core strength. strength yeah, yeah. I do a lot of um, planks, right. planks, and uh, I was doing a hundred burpees a day for a month. Uh, that was, that was, oh man, that's <laughs> hard work. Yeah. <laughs> what about drink? The COVID lockdown. Are we doing the challenges. Oh yeah, yeah. Are we doing those? Yes. The yeah. How was how was that? Like, what was that like for you during the COVID lockdowns? Like they, I know they encourage us to go for a run every day. I just walk around the block like every day. Yeah, yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, the COVID lockdown was quite good because uh, I had the family home and my wife really got into her uh, home home baking. So we used oh, to yeah. have some beautiful bread and coffee <laughs> on the deck, and because um, we live in uh, Glendowie uh, at the bottom of Churchill Park, so Churchill Park is like a hundred acre reserve that can't be built on. So it's like living in the in the country and the cows occasionally rotate to the to our section of the of the park and yeah it's really nice good it's only about one and a half k wide and long so it's it's a easy easy run i do every now and then easy yeah a nice place to stretch your legs do you mm. yeah. family and stuff mm. oh, that's a good spot yeah yeah far. um so when's the next What's the next big uh, run for you, race for you? Next one is um, the People's Triathlon at Maraitai next Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to do the Iron Modi try at the Cow Bay on Saturday, but I've, I'm have i seeing uh, Alison Rowe. And, you know, everyone knows her. She's the famous uh, Kiwi girl who won uh, Boston Marathon yeah. and then New York Marathon. So she, she was helping us out doing a program and giving advice for garth in the new york uh and she lives up in Matacana now and so she said that she'll host a uh a, a new york marathon post-race celebration post-race, okay. <laughs> yeah so that's up up next week up at Matacana. on the saturday on the saturday oh, okay and you're gonna get back down here do the and then on sunday i'll do the people's try at oh, maraitai okay. yeah so yeah. you can't celebrate too hard on saturday <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and then after that is the half Ironman in uh, Rotorua. That's the mm-hmm. uh, third week of December. I was going to fly to Whang- Whanganui and do the marathon there, but uh, my oldest daughter's birthday that weekend. All oh, right, right. She'll be a young 25-year-old. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Birthday celebration is important. I went down to, to Whanganui, uh, to Whanganui um, for the first time last year. My son was playing um, in the basketball competition, oh. and it was the base down there. So I had to take some days off work and go down. And yeah, they got three uh, bridges there. That's where the marathon yeah. is. It goes in number eight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. 
Man, that was a boring town, man. Yeah, yeah. I was last there. <laughs> uh, the, even the walkers beat me in that marathon. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. 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 Man, that was such a boring town, man. I'm never <laughs> going back. So, hey, if you're going to have a concert down there, I'm not going. I'm staying up in Auckland, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my brother used to have a house there in Castlecliff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, up in the hill. Uh, it's on the. Because I got the hill with that little castle thing, with the the lift that goes oh, down. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, that's a water tower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Castlecliff is on the beach side, and it's um. Oh yeah. It's got yeah. Uh, is it the headhunters or the monk? some some gang members are down that way, and the boat and and just past that they built a like a Rimura type suburb there. Oh yeah. So you got to <laughs> go through the rough area of Castlecliff where my brother was, uh, to this new flash area with a with a golf golf courses. Yeah. Uh, he's moved to um, Coral Glen now, but yeah, he used to live there, so we used to go to Wanganui every now and then. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there's not much to do in that town. Yeah. No, nah, I found that out hardly, <laughs> never again. But nah. So this is like the season of marathons now, eh? Like yes. In, end of year, like yep. Our Christmas holidays, sort of January, February. And January, there's uh, there's our club marathon at the Auckland Domain. Mm. So that's uh, well, people say it's a boring one, but it's eight five k laps. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> I can see why, but uh, yeah, and it's hot. Uh. Um, and that's the called the Eighth Continent Marathon because um, scientists have recently said that New Zealand is on this huge mass of land called Zealandia and that counts as a continent so yeah oh and the, I saw that yeah it's like they sort of like x-ray vision of the and then the water eh? yeah so the, does it connect to Australia so Australia is another continent and Zealandia is, is a separate continent so yeah so they're counting that uh, there's eight continents now instead of seven <laughs> that we learnt growing up <laughs> so these crazy Americans start in New Zealand and mm. then they do the marathon, which we host, and then they fly to Perth and do another marathon, and then they fly all around the world uh, to do eight marathons in eight days in eight continents. The last one is in um, Antarctica. Crazy, Antarctica. Eh? yeah, yeah. How eight. Do you run on ice? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they've got a another marathon there. They do, but yeah. So eight marathons. I think if you got a spare uh, thirty-five thousand, you can join them. Mm. Yeah. So mm. that's a that's a lotto type kind of entry <laughs> fee there. So remind me how long a marathon is in the case. Uh, forty-two point-two kilometers. Forty-two point-two. Yeah, or twenty-six get, miles. How did they get that number? They got that number because in uh, the I think it's the Olympic Games in London. Um, it was 26 miles, but because the king of the time wanted it to finish in front of Buckingham Palace, they added uh, 385 yards for it to finish in front of uh, Buckingham Palace. And that all adds up to 42. And that and adds up to 42.2, yeah, 26 miles, 385 yards. All right, and yeah. the rest is history. The rest Did is history. It's, uh, it's about a 25-mile course from Marathon to Sparta. That was the original name. Was, oh. uh, it ran from Marathon to, yeah, uh, Athens, I think, was the original one. And the guy went to deliver his, the news that they won, and then he collapsed dead from exhaustion. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll make a race out of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, man, you've done a lot of advocating for for health and fitness and by running. Yeah. Like, what kind of um, – I know you've been on – specifically on that how do they approach you was it just through the amount of races you were doing over the time and oh, one of the taking notice one of the um uh original founders or directors is john 
um, Cook Hollander. Um, yeah, so he did Iron Man when I was doing it at the time, oh, okay. and and I kept going. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's always kind of kept in touch with me, and then um, and the other guy, Steve Stephen Stallone, he's the executive. Oh, he's the big boss mm. there. Mm. Um, and then he found out that I was going to Hawaii and they wanted to do a story on that. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so originally they did it 10 years earlier on my first Iron Man or that I'd been doing Iron Man. And then this follow-up story was because I'd made it to Hawaii. Mm. Um, the network news stories was one on my run streak. You know, I'd been running every day for, I think it was seven and a half years back then. And then Auckland Marathon through their production company wanted to do a story on me because of my run streak. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's it's more news of a Samoan running marathons yeah. than a Balangi. So uh, yeah. yeah. So what kind of response have you been getting oh, from the from this? From oh, the some good uh, some good reviews of um, just people generally. Have, a lot of people know me through the running and triathlon circles. Uh, athletics New Zealand. Because um, it's a group, eh? It's, uh, it's a small group of, what'd you say? You guys get together mm. every year and everyone knows each other. Especially uh, the ones that always do it every year. Well, because I'm a good networker or, or I, I get involved in everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm in a whole lot of different groups. I'm, I'm in Tri Group, Athletics New Zealand Group, uh, the Marathon Group. Uh, I was part of the Ocean Swimmers, but I don't do too much Ocean Swimming now. <laughs> Um, and they used to have, you know, photos on their website of me on there. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I suppose, I just keep on, keep on on, um, and I'm just always an encourager. Um, mm. So um, yeah, I'm never going to end up on the podium or being one of the first ones. But then I always say, well, I am the first Samoan. But yeah. now that I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm encouraged to see there's more Samoans and some that are actually decent mm. runners, decent fit people, like. Yeah, I, I I enjoy the journey. I enjoy the camaraderie of the mixing with my fellow athletes. Um, so yeah, so more, it's more about me enjoying it, um, getting as many selfies along the course, <laughs> showing it to people, posting it, and yeah. you know, and and you know, just seeing some Pacifica people that are out there big, and they get to the finish line. That's that's just inspiring and. Yeah, you don't have to be a superstar athlete. Yeah, so I look forward to seeing you on your first 5, <laughs> 10, 21K uh, event. And yeah, so hip replacements uh, certainly shouldn't be a uh, a roadblock to, to you doing your first. Yeah, because I did see there, there's an NBA player that had a hip replacement and he's still playing. Oh. Um, he played after his hip replacement. So, oh. man, technology must be... Really good right now, eh? Well, you, you can do marathons after, yeah. yeah. You can do your first half marathon, uh, yeah. Well, when I got mine, I got mine because either I was in Samoa and I was I was, I was, was living there in, in Samoa and I got an infection of some sort. I don't know how I got it. I started on my foot. I had like a, I thought it was gout, mm. but it turned out to be an infection and the infection traveled up to my hip and ate away all my cartilage on my hip. Wow. Just ate completely gone, so it's just completely bone to bone. So I had to come back to New Zealand and have an operation. But they gave me a hip where it's it was I was the first to get it here. It was a hip where you can get three hip replacements in one leg because before that you can only get two. Oh, you can only get two because this because how they put it in, they have to dig a hole in your leg bone so they can put the hip in. 
mm. and attach it to your hip. But when you get your second one, they have to dig deeper into that bone. But you can't go the third time. You can't go any lower because of the knee. Mm. So you go, you can only get two in oh. your whole life. But until now, I've got this new one where I can get three. So that's every 15 years, isn't it? Every 15 years. Well, yeah. they say 15 years, but if you look after it, they will last longer. Mm. Mm. But they say, yeah, 15 years. So but it's all about strengthening your, your ass muscles and. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, get, um, getting your core and all that sort of that. Getting the gluteus active. Yeah. Gluteus maximum active, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. Because I used to play uh, basketball, because that was my sport. Just Who's the, your team? Uh, my team right now is Miami Heat. Miami oh, Heat. Oh. Yeah, Miami Heat's my team. But no, nah, that was the only way I could exercise. Because I didn't like, to, I didn't, I, I, I ran, I ran, I ran sometimes. But basketball was my main sport to, to mm. exercise. Yeah. Now that's kind of gone. Like, I've got nothing now, so I've got to figure out new ways. So, um, so rowing probably wouldn't be good for it either, eh? Rowing. Well, they said I can't cross my legs. That's the only thing I can't do. So I can't do yoga. Oh. I can't okay. do yoga. I could probably do Pilates, but I can't cross my legs. Because mm. mm. it will pop out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So I think it's like, yeah, I think, because we, we do these runs, because our office is down a hill. So when we do the, when we do these hills. Are you hill, on College Hill or nah, nah, Franklin Road? Um, just off. Um, Summer Street. No, just off K Road. It's off streets. They come um, down, but downhill. Edinburgh, uh, Howell no. Street. Nah, across um, you know Gundry. Yeah, yeah, down there, down the bottom there. And then, but we did we do a boot camps down down the, down the bottom of the street. Oh yeah. And we do these hill sprints. Oh nice. So it's hard for me to run down. Yeah. So I just walk down. Yeah. But it's kind of easier for me to run up. Hmm. I don't know why. It's easier, so I try to sprint up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that means I can only run uphill. <laughs> Uh, for now, for now. But uh, <coughs> but isn't that the best way run up, running uphill? Okay, fuck, gotta run uphill. Yeah. How big's your work? How many staff? Are? Uh, it's about I think nineteen. Oh. 18, 19. And how many Pacifica? Just me. Oh yeah. It's been me for ever since I've been here. Um, yeah, there's not many Pacifica in my industry. Yeah, there's couple that um one was that lushka khan Is, are they still around lushka group they're in um, um possibly yeah yeah. I think. yeah yeah um there's a samoan guy there english dad samoan mum um, oh yeah 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 uh, he's more of a uh, i think he's a draftsman um, yeah yeah andrew andrew wilson yeah mm. mag's boy he's about my age um is that your old school? Did you go to Max? Uh, no, St. Paul's. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, my, well, when was it? 40 years. 40 years. 83 I graduated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then. Um, is, is your family from, from Central? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad came after the war in, um, I think, 48. Um, oh. age 22 and he was working as a um, studying um, fitter and turning yeah and then he um, 
Oh, there must have been not many Islanders coming no, that time. Oh, no, no, the forties there. Yeah, he's the eldest of thirteen. Because um, well, that would be just on his own accord there now. Not yeah, yeah. He no incentive to come here. Stayed in a boarding house in Hume Bay, and oh. then a few years later bought it, bought the boarding house, and his first wife was Croatian, had six kids. Mm. And uh, the Croatian wife didn't like the island uh, <laughs> lifestyle or the or the hitting, so uh, she left with one of the, my dad's workmates, who's an Aussie guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so my mum, the house girl, came over to look after the six kids, yeah. and then then us kids started happening from that uh, relationship. So there were seven from the, the, my mum's side, so there were thirteen. And oh, big family. Yeah. Yes. So um, and my so my dad had thirteen. He was one of thirteen. He was the oldest, um, and then he helped bring over and establish uh, his his brothers and sisters' families. Yeah, um, and then um, yeah, we my the first half of the family, the first six, well, five of them went with the first mum to Australia. We grew up there, and the seven and the youngest of the first families. We were brought up here in Hume Bay. We went to the local uh, Catholic schools, Maris Primary, mm. Maris Brothers, Vermont Street, and then St. Paul's, and my sisters went to St. Mary's. Um, and then went to um, uni, uh, and then switched, worked as a McDonald manager for many years. Uh, you go to the McDonald parties, go for McDonald girls, and you <laughs> you fail your commerce, so you you have to go back and finish it off at tech. So I did my accounting degree, finished it off at tech, and then mm. uh, got a job at Deloitte's, worked as a chartered accountant there, and then switched to BDO, worked as a senior at BDO, and then went contracting, and then um, and got a job at ADHBs. Management accountant and then the hospital accounting manager, and that's when I met the running group there. So oh. And then in I think two thousand and nine, uh, I decided to go out on my own and set up my own little accounting business. Samuel Guy Mahalovich, he had a spare office in Noni Hunger, so I went and used one of his spare rooms. Mm. And then, um, then we then the landlord put up the rent at his. Only hung a premises. We went moved to St Helier's, and then um, then his his marriage split up, and he started coming to the office like a homeless guy. I said, "Hey, this isn't good for our clients." <laughs> so uh, he's still there, and I um, then got a moved up offices just up the road, kilometre up the road to St Helier's, and um, then uh, started a uh, partnership with uh, James Butterworth. And he's an old King's boy and just went and, yeah, been there since 2000 and must be four. Mm. 2009, I oh know, been there eight years now. So, yeah, it's it's good place. Mm. Um, and just, uh, yeah, uh, my house is two Ks down the road. I often take 5K to run run home. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's good because, yeah. Four of my daughters went to Baradine. The youngest switched to Glendowie. And they, they've all done quite well now. The oldest is lawyering down for Ministry of Foreign Affairs. 
second one's uh, action policewoman. Mm. Third one's second year commerce. She just uh, had an internship at MB. Um, and the youngest is the um, star piano player. So I'm not sure. Uh, well, she's got into engineering, so she's going to start engineering next year. Um, and I suppose that that's the beauty of, of my job is that I'm just up the road and I'm always available. Mm. Any school staff, I'm there. Um, and one of the good things is I used to drop them off to Barrettine once a week and go have a cafe breakfast with them and just, you know, get to know what's happening in their lives. Um, that's another big thing. I, I never saw my parents growing up because they were working two, three jobs. Mm. So that's one one blessing that I have is that, you know, I can still see my girls, see what's happening, see what's in, happening in their lives, any... Know, there isn't too much that can that they can't know that there's support from their their mum and dad. Uh, probably the family time is probably the important thing that I want to stress. So as much as my health and lifestyle is really active, um, spending time with the girls is, is important. Mm. My wife was working as the office manager. And then COVID made her look for another job <laughs> just to, uh, yeah, so she's, well, she's the rock that keeps the girls all grounded and, you know, having the having just a, a solid base for the family, mm. girls, you can see them just thrive. Um, so, yeah, I'm still waiting for one of them to join me in a marathon. I'm hoping <laughs> New York next year. I think you brought up a important point there. Like it's not only health and fitness, but it's about time, spending time with the family, you know, mm. spending time with your, your daughters, which is true. And you know, we've had many conversations on the podcast about work-life um, versus time at home, mm. sort of thing. Eh? And with technology these days, and with what Zoom can do after COVID, you know, working from home and yeah. a little bit of flexibility now, people can get. You know, you could have a work-life balance, or mm. work-home balance, but that's if that's if you know your your job can enable you to to do so. Yeah. Like if you have your own business, then it's kind of hard because you got to keep up with it. Otherwise, it's going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. money's going to come in to pay the bills and all of that. But yeah, it's. But you've been in the in the, in the corporate sector for a while now. Huh? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Have you seen any changes around work-life balance now these days? Cause yeah, there's there's a lot more uh, stress mm. now involved. Um, yeah, there's there's work from home and that, but um, I'm just seeing in a lot of my fellow professionals, uh, stress is getting to them. One one of my good colleagues, uh, he was working um, just huge hours, and then I found out he had passed away. Just uh, burnout, just. Oh, really? And he'd oh. ring me regularly just saying, look, there's so much going on. Uh, well, his wife had passed, his mother had passed, and he had one 12-year-old. And uh, I think it just his, his heart gave up. We used to play regularly. He played for Pakaranga Rugby. I played. Um, we used to have um, good senior B games against them. Uh, he was fairly active, but just, yeah. I mean, and that's when I thought, well, he lost his mom. He lost his... His wife to cancer. Um, uh, 
just his whole family support systems wasn't there. Um, so if there's anything, I was just just to have make sure that he got strong family support. Um, so that, yeah, <clears throat> I've done 99 man, 67 marathons, but no, none of that matters for your. One of my big achievements is I'm still married to the same wife. But mm. Iron, Iron Man <laughs> is a big divorce breaker. Because <laughs> it's, it's a selfish sport and it's very much about me, me, me. Because, mm. you know, <laughs> they want to be seeing you know, Iron Man finishing and all that. But, uh, yeah, so I think you know, time with your family is just, you know, making memories. Just, um, just spending the day today, like, Take my girls to Otara Markets, um, you know, because there's that thing about there's this fancy salmon restaurant in uh, Parnell now called Tala. I saw the article, the new chef, huh? yeah, salmon yeah. chef, yeah. and it's like pretty awesome. And then my daughter said, "Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a Palangi thing." I said, "What do you mean? It's uh, it's two hundred and fifteen dollars for an eight course setting or something." Uh, is it like a degustation? Yeah, yeah. I said, "Well, okay." Um, well, let's do the the Samoan market equivalent. <laughs> so we went to we went to Otara Markets and just got you know some of the nice meals they got there. Yeah. <laughs> got some coconut buns, some some uh, mussel fritters, fish fritters, and they throw an egg on it. Just yeah, really yummy. And and you know the, the steak and onion egg rolls and um, okay, it didn't quite cost that much, but I can see the market they're aiming for, but. Uh, just from a business viewpoint, how is that sustainable? Like, yeah, it'll be tough. And I think, well, obviously, it's uh, bringing up the memories of of, of Pacific food, uh, but in a fine dining setting. Mm. It's almost like the opposite of what Pacific food has <laughs> been for. Uh, for a start, I thought, well, it won't be island size, mm. but yeah. um, <laughs> but but they're a different viewpoint. I mean. I think it's parlaying your wife is, I suppose, the business manager behind it. So you can kind of see the <laughs> the angle they're coming from. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, once again, I'll, I'll be there once I, I win a lot of, but uh, <laughs> uh, not at this stage. Yeah, because yeah. we've already got, we got um, uh, Michael Meredith. He's the salmon chef that owns that. Uh, oh, he's at the um, Sky City, isn't he? Matita, I think it's Matita, called. Matita, yeah. Named after his mum, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he was been around for a long time, oh, yeah. that guy. He had, he had Meredith's in um, Dominion Road. Dominion Road, yeah, for many years. Digger Station there. Then he did, um, I think, he did pack lunches mm. for schools. And then he opened a restaurant in Parnell. Oh, not Parnell. Um, Britomart. Mm. Now he's got that Sky, Sky City one now. Yeah, I think I went to the Britomart one. Went with a few of the other uh, island mm. accountants. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've got the... Um, I tried to go there one time and they've got but they're all like booked out but they've got this seat at the bars kind of thing that you can yeah you can book extra you see you sit at the bar and the, the kitchen's right there mm. just eat there kind of thing mm. but you know i'm um, being a, a counselor in that that's one of the jobs you know every salmon mom dad yeah. wants their yeah. kids to be like the other one has been a lawyer yeah. Doctor or accountant yeah. is the third one. Yeah. That's like the main three. <laughs> and I but tell then, my dad I want to be an artist because I was really good at illustrating. You know, cause oh, I was yeah, a Marvel yeah. Comics fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do a great Iron Man and <laughs> Spider-Man. Does not do accounting. You can't feed a, a large family on art. <laughs> I said, okay. 
So, uh, I'm a reluctant Boss. accountant. Yeah. 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 Boss, you're one of those ones that yeah. just, oh, yeah, I'll do that. What do you say? Because <laughs> I had, man, I had um, Mikael Mulipula on, and he's that artist, Zamun artist. Oh. He, he draws for Marvel. Oh, he draws for WWE. Wow. And he, he just finished a gig with, with Disney. He drew, he drew a cartoon um, movie. He was animating. Wow. Just joined for them. So he just got back from LA. Oh, he's doing it from here. But he was contracted to to Disney in LA. But he's a, he's a, he's an artist. He's a, he's a comic book guy. And See, that would have been my dream. That would have been my, yeah. Yeah. But he's also a wrestler too. He's a wrestler at, at the New Zealand Wrestling He's a wrestler, he's a comic book artist, and he's a gamer. Wow. You know, and he's going around the world doing all that kind of stuff. But, um. That's the dream job, doing what you love. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not, yeah. But I don't think he makes too much money, though. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, my other option was to become a teacher. I think I'd be a great teacher. Um, Mm. Just my encouraging my people, person, skills, and that. Mm. Um, But then, you know, how how do you survive on, on, teacher's wage i mean it's yeah yeah the, yeah that's the thing eh? it's the hard but yeah even even anything to do with in the government sector eh? mm. there's low pay kind of stuff yeah. like, unless you're lucky and get to live in new york oh yeah for the new end yeah <laughs> and that kind of thing but um what's what's it like being a, a Samoan accountant being one of the three things that <laughs> every Samoan parent wants their kids to be <laughs> oh it wasn't too bad um <laughs> My graduation at um, ATI was in uh, 91 and um, I was at the Sheridan Hotel and uh, my mum and family were there. My dad passed away in 86. So in 91, um, I shook the hand of uh, Sir Edmund Hillary. He oh, was giving uh, yeah. out the prizes and that yeah. and, the, and the awards. Um, and then <clears throat> I got a job at Deloitte's. And I was wondering how I got a job at Deloitte and, you know, a few of my island boys didn't get in. And I said, oh, it's your name? What? Michael Stowers? I mean, it's very, <laughs> <Yeah>. very... Very <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I thought about it. I thought, oh, yeah. Cause That's until you see some Stowers in, in playing rugby. Oh. And then they went, hey, he's brown. Another brown. And then not, they're brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Stowers is a big, big Samoan family. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I got the job at Deloitte's and then BDL. So that was all, you know, following the, you know, the, the proud parents. Um, but you, you still got this missing, mm. missing thing in there that, like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm taking all the boxes, but, uh, but there's there's still something missing in there. You know, interacting with people is probably parts of the job I really really like. Um, you know, I've got a lot of small business clients, which is which is good. But that, you know, that's from the business viewpoint. It's not from one of the jobs when I was worked at ADHB. I switched to finance for a while, and then um, switched to the Pacific Health, and I was there for a one-year role, um, and that was one of the best things because I mixed with um, Pacific Island Health. So I went out with the churches and set up these programs. That was part of our project. Was uh, Healthy Village Action Zone, and that was uh, going out to the the churches and giving these um, grants to set up healthy healthy gardens, giving them each of the churches five grand, I think, and then they w- would use that to buy tools or stuff to help set up their gardens at their homes. Um, 
and you know doing that work and then also um setting up um some screening primary care screening for um um cardiovascular getting um getting some early detection um so that was really helpful because you know you went and mixed with the pacific we went out to a lot of the south Auckland churches um and then you know just me being there that i got presented with this big tupper cloth one i hung up at home one i hung up at in my office so when you come to my office saying hello there's a big tupper cloth as you walk in so it's really yeah to show there's some brown in the in the eastern bays area yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, that that was probably one of my more rewarding uh, roles. Was there? It was only a one year role, but um, and then I went back to finance. But um, that's probably something I'd be more interested in. I mean, numbers are numbers. I mean, they they don't jump back at you and like. But yeah, you know, it helps pay the bills. But um, yeah, there, there's still something missing that uh, this chapter isn't over from the the work career anyway. Yeah, yeah. would that be like trying to help Pacifica business? Yeah, or, yeah. Because um, I, I imagine there's a lot now. There's a lot more Pacifica business now and yeah. here than there were ever before. There's ever been before. Yeah, so there's um, a number of Pacific uh, business network groups. Um, I'm part of the um, Pacific Island Chartered Accountants Network, and which we're trying to encourage more Pacific Islanders not only to choose accounting as a career, but to also complete the degree and then complete the professional papers. Because a lot, do a start but they don't they don't get to the finish um and then networking with them being uh, mentors so from when they graduate to finishing um their chartered accounting membership to then um get into some corporate roles corporate roles or um you know starting their own uh, ca practice because uh, there's a i mean there's a really growing uh, number of well, there's always been sm- small Pacific um, business ventures, but now um, you know there's some seeding grants available now to to get them up and going. But yeah, yeah, I suppose working in that space will probably more more appeal to me than than the tax returns that I'm doing now and <laughs> small work. Yeah, it just sounds so like overwhelming to me the tax stuff. Yeah, how it changes every year, laws and that. Like even now with the new government, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, be a lot of changes. You guys will be real, real, real busy in the next few months, I guess. Well, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. So I go to a monthly accountants group in which they give an update on on economic forecasts and uh, and the government changes and what that would mean. And so they just said, oh yeah, that's good. It's really good for small business. Uh, mm. Cost of regulation is low. Um, Ability to deduct interest now. I mean, previous Labour government to stop deducting interest was crazy. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, I suppose the, the good side is it, it's more um, small business friendly, and just the bad side is you know, you know they're getting rid of fair fair wage gap. You know, I mean, that's the first piece of legislation they're going to get rid of. I mean, mm. paying a decent wage or a living wage to your workers shouldn't be something that they look forward to getting rid of i mean because man unless you know the the true numbers out there it's always the point of views of because when for example when it comes to the the minimum wage and raising the minimum wage right you get the argument of okay then all the bills of businesses are gonna go up the businesses won't survive Mm. so it's like a no-no kind of thing everyone's scared 
Mm. Right? And the, you put that out there, or business owners are going to go, oh, what the hell? Oh, no. But don't they know what's best? Don't they know what they get and get out? I mean, mm. you're not, well, who are you trying to scare? Are you scaring the people that don't have businesses that think that if you're going to, if their, if their work is going to, if your wages going to go up, your work's going to say you're going to lose your job? Is that what they're putting out there? You know what I mean? Is that what they're putting out there to everyone when they say this sort of thing? Because I think business owners know what, yeah, what are fair wages. Yeah. yeah. No one's going to happen. I mean, I'm sure if, if you're a business that has to pay minimum wage and you're worried that when it goes up, you're not going to survive, then what kind of business are you in in the first place? Yeah. You know, weren't you making, is this a good business model? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, I, I, I hear the, what the, what, what the narrative is when they say it's bad, then what they say is good. It's good for the workers because they get more money for, for poverty and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But then it's like, okay, I get that. And I get the business side of things where, okay, their bill is going to go up. Yeah. So what is the, is that any of that true? Is, is any both, is any, how true is both arguments? Well, I think the the fair wage gap is saying that, that we should have a living wage where um, by changing the immigration laws, they're allowing a lot more migrants in, which if they get rid of the fair wage gap, it doesn't apply to the migrants. So they could pay the migrants um, a lot lower rate. Mm. And just look at the poor... Um, a lot of that's affected the Indian population. Um, look at those liquor, Indian liquor barons that that have those poor uh, mm. Indians that are working there all sorts of hours, not getting and in the hospitality business. So um, yeah, it's it's not protecting them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always looking at it from the the migrant view, all all the the minimum wage standard because that's that reflects a lot of where our Pacific people are. Mm. Um, but yeah so unless it's dictated that there's a minimum wage um, employers will just ignore it the other thing is the other, the other narrative is okay if, if there's going to be a living wage then everything else is going to go up that's mm. the other thing that they say right because yeah. if businesses know that people are getting more money they're going to up their price level. is that true? Uh, well they're going to the the wage Wages are one thing, but putting prices up, I mean, if the service is good enough, they can put it up, but, um, you know, customers will, will vote depending on the price and the service. So, mm. um, I mean, if it's too high for what they provide, or if the service isn't up to standard, no or the product isn't up to standard, then... No one know. will buy it. It's a yeah. trust in the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Yeah, it's a very... Um, you're actually going to really think about all the stuff what they what they put out there what the media puts out there yes you know when it comes to election time this you know what's scaremongering or not you know like the, especially of the whole crime thing you know yeah. okay there's ram raids happening okay there's crime okay there's drive-bys now gangs are getting worse because of the 501s all of that we, we get it but but they're like splashing that, that with us mm. you know they're splashing everything everything how Scott how Scott shot then all the news has to tell everybody about it. Yeah. You know, you hear it everywhere, so it gets people scared. Then, then, then they come with these policies. Oh, we got we hard on crime because of this. Like I get it, I get it. You know, it's it's election time. Yeah. You know, you gotta hype people up to vote. But see, for me, okay, okay, I don't. There's too much smoke out there. Hmm. You know, I want to vote according to what's best for me and my family. Like, 
what's what's the best policies out there? See, yeah. I'm not I'm not those ones that work labor because I'm Islander. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm not. You know I'm 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 those ones that look at the policies. Okay, what's best? Like mm. I, I voted for, for national for John Key because he said he's gonna bring down tax, mm. and he didn't. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, I got screwed. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he stole my vote. You know, I'm those kind of guys. Like, yeah, you know, but yeah, but now it's kind of a little bit harder now because you don't know who to believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I suppose I looked at the policies of um, those who look after the um, vulnerable populations. So, um, yeah, that was the main emphasis I had in, in discussions with my, my daughters. I mean, what what affects the young people? Mm. Um, you know, my, my eldest was down in Wellington Central door knocking for the Greens. So yeah, the, the good thing is that my girls a bit more um, involved, more wanting to hear the, their voice, and so that's what's yeah important part. And it's good all my girls voted. Um, but yeah, so so I guess I guess what probably what I'm talking about <laughs> is like with you working in like in the accounting field, like with helping small business and that like. If if we want to empower Pacifica to start businesses, mm. are we in a good space to do that? Well, there isn't one Pacific MP in government at the yeah. moment. Yeah, Paul Agnes just got missed out, and the Tierra Two MP just missed out. Ah, uh, Ruby. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah, because of the. Yeah, you'd think they would have. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not sure how. Um, how much um, involvement uh, the current government will have with the PI? Mm. Um, they just seem to be following. Well, what's best for business, which might be good for the PIs, but generally, from a wage viewpoint, it isn't. But um, but yeah, it'll be just you know people voted them in, so you've got to um, get around and support them. Because that's that's our government of the day, um, mm. but yeah, I mean, if we each all work harder in our own area, uh, that'll improve the lot for everyone. I mean, because the I've always thought like with, with the national party is always about small business. It's always about business and the yeah. economy. That's what they've been all about yeah. since back in the day. But I always thought that you know once our people get to a point where we do have businesses, then National should be on our side, right? Because they'll help us. Yeah. Like, I know, I know Labour's been f- for the working man. The, they've always been, you know, yeah. and they've helped our families, our parents when they came from Samoa here. That's why we, we that's why our parents love Labour Party. Because mm. in the 80s, they, they were long era, like, and he yeah. was the man. Like, yeah. you know, we, we, I think we strived under Labour, under, under that. But, it has to come to a time when we have to go past all that. Yeah. Like our kids are going to do better than us. That's what we hope. Next yeah. generation do better than us. Yes. So when that happens, you know, once we go, once we get more, like once we go into the generational wealth kind of thing, you know, yeah. and we get higher, like maybe our grandkids will be in a better place with be born into a, a business, a family business, yeah. you know? Yeah. Then we'll be in a place where 
the national party can be for us, you know, because we're in the, already in the, up in their their areas, sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> and I think you're seeing that now, because the amount of Pacific Islanders that support national now, there's a lot now. Yeah, and national would favour the homeowners, of which the Pacific mm. Islands a very small percentage of homeowners. And that's another thing, eh? The homeowning thing. Because mm. once you buy a home, then you're in that. Yeah, the, you're, you're in that, that. You're in that level now. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so that that's why it'll be hard for Pacific because our ownership percentages are so low, mm. um, and you know the current house pricing structure. You know, I don't know how my four daughters are going to afford a, a house in Auckland. Um, and they just do the old um, remortgage the first house and get another house, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my friend's daughter just bought a house in like Flaxmere you know they had to go out of Auckland to buy um, I suppose it's lucky their jobs could move with them mm. but yeah um, yeah it'll be a struggle it'll be you know how do you get them you know we're lucky because we've got a house but you know all my other Pacific people be lifetime or renters mm. Yeah, that's the step we need to get out of. Mm. So until um, there's adequate supply and the price comes down, um, it's still a generation away. Mm. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting in the next few years. Um, but yeah, um, I'm sure it'll be positive. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you're on Instagram. Where can people find you? Uh, I think it's Iron Mike Samor. Yeah, yeah. Iron Mike underscore Samor. So generally, my ones are just typically of my run day or my donut day. But it's good though. You get all the likes, you know. People get up and run after they see your your post. (laughs) Yeah. Normally, my daily run or uh, yeah. My aim is to qualify for the Boston Marathon, and you've got to run three hours and thirty, which is just on five minutes a kilometre. So I'm kind of running six minutes a kilometre at the moment. Oh, okay. So I've got to lose a whole minute. So if I lose 10 kg, that's doable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's good to have those requirements so you can test yourself before. Yeah. And then you can... Help. Do you enter just like the way you enter the New York Marathon? Uh, Boston Marathon's qualifier, but I could go through a, um, a marathon club. Uh, marathon will, will travel club. Mm. Um, so they've got allocated places so um, yeah so next year I'm, I've put in for Berlin uh, oh, I'll, wow. I'll go back to New York um, but yeah so Berlin's a lottery so they'll let me know in a couple of weeks when they do the jaw yeah. if not then you know it's not um, then I'll do um, yeah New York again yeah <laughs> Berlin. And you don't need to run New York, okay? You could walk it. Look at that Sam Warren girl, you know? Unbelievable. 17 hours? You can walk the whole thing Oh, in no, no. Hours? This is the marathon. The marathon, oh. uh, she did in eight and a half hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, what was the 17 hour one? Uh, Iron Man. Iron yeah. Man. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. 4K swim, 100AK bike, and a marathon run. Yeah. And that was Hawaii? Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So there's the Taupo one that's done every March. So mm. I'll be there next year. For the 40th, 40th anniversary. So that'll be my 16th, 17th, mm. 17th New Zealand Ironman. 
So you did so, that one. Is that the what's the main one in New Zealand? Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man New Zealand. Iron Man New Zealand. Yeah. Where, where do they have that? Uh, first Saturday in March every year. Yep. So. Um, in Taupo. In Taupo. Oh. So uh, I've done it every year since two thousand and seven. Yeah. Yeah. So seventeen times. Is because you've you've conquered the Hawaii one. It's no sweat. The Taupo one, yeah, no sweat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I do Taupo on mainly muscle memory now, so I don't oh. really train that hard for it. Right. Um, yeah, a few runs, a few swims, and maybe put in a few bikes beforehand. But uh, yeah, no, I don't do as much training as I used to. And yeah. you know, you got seventeen hours. Seventeen hours is plenty of time. Yeah, you could walk the marathon. Uh, I mean, the bike, I mean, the first, it's a two-lap course. Um, and the first or second lap, 20K before the finish line, they got the aid stations. And one of them aid stations, um, one of the volunteers had their um, had a camper van. And so I got off my bike, sat down next to the camper van, they had a little table and chairs there. And, and the old lady was coming out with coffee and some jam muffins. I said, oh, you got, you got any spare? I said, oh, would you like one, dear? I said, yeah, yeah. So I sat down during the bike race and just, yeah, had a coffee and, and some jam and cream uh, scones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then got back on my bike. I mean, because, you, you know, you got the time. So, um, oh, right, right. Yeah. How many bucks passed you when you were eating yours? Oh, it would have been hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but because, you know, you, you, yeah. you, you're not too worried about it. You, you're... you're yeah, everyone's pretty much trying to be as fast as they can be where I'm just a journeyman. I just okay, I've done this before. I'm just ticking the box. Uh, mm. Another finish. Another finish, yeah. yeah. There's something good about that. There's something peaceful about that. Oh, yeah, you're enjoying the journey. I mean, yeah. it's a hard day, but, you know, when you haven't done as much training and you just you, you rely on muscle memory and you just, oh, yeah, yeah, I've done this before. Okay, it's a bit harder because you, you, you're not as fit, but, you know, you can still get it done. Mm. Um so yeah, I haven't been on my bike for six months and I've got a triathlon next month, next week. So I've got to, yeah, I'll probably get on the bike on Sunday and yeah, do a, <laughs> do a ride from St. Helier's to uh, to the bridge and back. And can you feel yourself getting fitter and fitter over the years? Like over those years you started, yeah, you yeah, can really yeah. feel it? I can feel it because um, I weigh myself most days and, and I've got a, one of those Garmin watches and that's got a Garmin Connect um, dashboard on the, on your computer or on your phone and it just tells you um, what your heart rate is, what your fitness level is. Um, like when I first started, I was like, I think my heart rate was in the low 70s, high, high 60s. And now my resting heart rate is like um, 42, 43 beats per minute. And that's every, every you know, I always get a full medical checkup on my birthday. And, right. uh, you, you know, they always say, well, that's a really, uh, really good low heart rate. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> and that's just from years of running slowly longer. Every year I've, I've built it up. So your average heart rate's gone down to, yeah, so most I think Pacific Islanders would be in their sixties, so to get a heart rate of low forties is like, yeah, yeah, this guy's pretty fit. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how many? Um, so you, we're getting Islanders now doing runs at sixty now. You're getting more of them. We've seen. Yes, them? you've seen it. Yeah, oh, that yeah. must be good. Eh? 
انت تسوق قدام And others just follow me on Instagram and they see, uh, you know, I just keep on going and, and they have a go. And a lot of them just do it, yeah, they try it once and, um, and others are, uh, regularly see them. Because there's a lot of um, run series they have throughout Auckland now. There's the Run Auckland series, 5K, 10K. They've got the half marathon series, which is six half marathons over summer. And they've got, you know, your weekly... Fun runs, uh, park runs, a big uh, fun run they do uh, at a lot of the parks in Auckland. Uh, Cornwall Park's my favourite because it's got the best cafe. Mm. <laughs> uh, the muffins and the donuts there, quite nice with the coffee. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy it because y- you can, yeah, you can enjoy a meal afterwards with them and just chew the fat and just like mm. you know, say what you've done or say what's coming up and just yeah, genuine. I'm genuine. interested in people's health journey and like mm. you know i'm always asking my fellow man how's your health how's your well-being um when was your last checkup um what what do you need to do to to get back um to get active um yeah because last thing you want to see is more especially now 40s 50s i mean are dying like and they shouldn't be mm. it's avoidable Um, obviously prayer prayer power is a big thing in my life you know I'm a regular church attender go to the local Catholic normally go on a weekday but there's been a real shortage of priests so I've been going to St. Ignatius and St. Helias <laughs> um, and that does a quick 25 minute service mm-hmm. so uh, I get my spiritual batteries recharged yeah I try and read word for today every day um just um yeah i suppose faith's a big part of it um i think covid's really hit a lot of the church congregations you know, my daughters aren't regular attenders anymore mm. um but yeah um but yeah just trying to yeah i suppose keep the faith i mean i think a lot of my races are finished uh, a lot of prayer power a lot of powers involved Um, just yeah you just um, always be grateful always be yeah I'm just yeah very fortunate with all the uh, the guardian angels in my life um, yeah so there'll always be super fast people but you know I'm the one who's uh, smiling at the end of it because you know I've uh What's that Bible quote? You know, you've you've run the race. Uh, you know, you've 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 done them. Yeah, it's one of my fa- favorite quotes. Uh, you did your best. You run the race. You've kept the faith. Something something along those lines. And you finished the race. You finished the race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you gasped, you don't finish the race. You still you still did well. I mean, uh, yeah. His object not to fall was yeah. So we're looking forward to him. He's doing the Rotorua Marathon, which is the 60th uh, next year. And that'll be my 15th Rotorua. And I join a exclusive club of 
people have finished 15 or more Rotoruras and they call that uh, the Rotorua Survivors Club. <laughs> so they have a dinner every every night of the marathon and mm. they celebrate and they, and they give you a polo shirt with Rotorua Survivors on it. So I'll be getting <laughs> mine. Yeah, some part of that. Yeah. Well, nice. Nice, brother. Man, so inspirational, man. So inspirational. And, you know, you're right. You, you, you're... you're, 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 you're you're a real advocate for for health and fitness, and even when I reached out to you, I don't know if you remember, but the first text you gave me, "Are you running? Are you running?" Or when you spoke to me on the phone, yeah, yeah. Said, "Oh, did you run last night?" Yeah. No, nah, I didn't. I didn't, but <laughs> I feel like I need to now. I feel like I need to, but man, but just walking. I mean, just walking. Yeah, yeah. Walking after you have dinner. Go yeah, for a walk. Yeah. Go for a half an hour walk. This is a good area. There's hills everywhere. Oh, there's a nice uh, lake over there. Like you can just run around. Oh, and there's a hill. You can go up the hill too. So I did, I was doing that after I eat. Like How big's the lake? Half a K walk or is it? Yeah. Oh. 500? Oh, 600? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just go around. Yeah. And there's a hill. You can go up the hill too. Oh. So no excuses, man. No excuses. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I appreciate you, Michael, and what, what you're doing. What, what you're doing. Because you've inspired me. Like just listen to you, like talk about health and fitness and your journey and why you're doing it, your why, you know, and it just reminds me why I need to continue doing what I'm <laughs> trying well, to do, what well, I'm trying to do, you know. Yeah, doing it mean, for our families. Yeah. Doing it for our families, man. And even though I've got a bad hip, there's no excuse. Well, yeah. Because Garth, yeah. Garth was That's 80, right. 87 Garth, and he's got three. <laughs> he's got three hip replacements <laughs> and it's just a matter of... Uh, yeah, I, I I don't see it as an issue at all, you know, because you can build the muscle around it. You can build, yeah, mm. you can strengthen it. Um, you know, uh, getting the weight down will, will mean there's less load on the hip. So, yeah, now there's there's thousand and one ways you you Google. Okay, how do I make a stronger hip? You know, you come <laughs> up with a million ways of what, what to do. Yeah, um, and I suppose it just comes down to attitude and and being bothered, being bothered, just like okay, yeah, I want to I want to make that change. Mm. Um, you know, my favorite Michael Jackson song is you know make that change. You know, <laughs> man in the mirror, man in the mirror. Was yeah. that your favorite one, man yeah. in the mirror? Yeah, I love that. I like that. I love you song. Mm. I can't stop loving you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Michael. Thanks for coming on board the bus, man. Cam, it's a pleasure. Pleasure. Nice to have you, man, and good luck for your races to come. The one in South South Auckland, eh? Yeah, yeah. Got uh, the Rotorua Half Ironman. I've got Marae Tai, um, and then the the big one in January is the Domain Marathon, and then uh, Ironman in March, and then Rotorua Marathon. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> and looking at my PB, so uh, currently a hundred kilos. So. Um, you know, by March, maybe 90. Yeah, so 10 kg over three months. Yeah, it's doable, 3 k. Yeah, but that comes down to... Uh, but, you know, if you enjoy your food, and Christmas is always a tough one because you yeah. want to celebrate. <laughs> you don't want to make an excuse of, oh, I'm on a diet. Like, you know, this is one of the worst things, you know. When I'm catching up with people and they go, oh, I'm watching what I get. Look, I'm Pacifica. We celebrate through food, so, you know, that's offensive. You're not eating anything. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just having a they're having a short black there and going, you know you're not you're not sharing you're not sharing so like yeah so often you know just order something you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright thank you Malos. Malos.
Thank <laughs> you.